lay it down. Yeah, and we're just, I'm going to record halfway through Taylor speaking. Fucking sick. But we're Perfect. back. We're in person. We're all fully vaccinated, so we're as responsible as we're going to be. Literally Boy. stronger than God. Yeah, <laughs> strong. Yes. Which one? We don't know. Uh, generally, whichever one is going to be offensive That's, my, that's what I'm you. stronger than. Um, but yeah, stronger than Krishna. We're back in person. <laughs> and this is mob rules, I guess, if we're going real old school with intro. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Oh, Hell man. yeah. He's like, oh no, here, I'm going to make sure I press the button right the first time. <laughs> and we're going to mute Danny. Twenty twenty remix or twenty twenty one remix. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know what to do with my hands. Like I have to wear pants for this one now. <laughs> yeah. I fucking feel you. Well, yeah, I am yeah. not wearing pants, but it's all good. <laughs> I, I specifically requested the opposite of that. <laughs> um, welcome to Mob Rules. I am John, joined as always by Danny. And you then, don't always get what you want, McDevitt. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Damn it. Now we're going to be sued by wh- whoever did that. Was the Stones did that song? I don't know. I don't know. Someone. I don't know. Who cares? Classic Pl- rock. Yeah, please sue. And then, of course, today by... It's uh, me, Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. For Taylor. Um, sure. You were so incredibly popular last time. <laughs> uh, in fact, we had two people uh, specifically message me to say that this is the only way they want lore disseminated. <laughs> to which I was like... Sandskin. <laughs> yeah. So which I was like... So you're you're happy that your all of your knowledge of Warzone Charadon is that people don't like skin. That people don't like skin and everyone has cancer, but mm-hmm. the cure is death. And they're like, Yeah, that's fine, that works. So like I went back and I'm like, all right, I got the book last week or whatever, whenever it came out. Shucharadon. Shucharadon. And then uh, I uh, I read it because I'm like, there's no way that that's like what the actual, oh no, oh my God, it actually is. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's happening. <laughs> it's real. Gives me heart palpitations. It was great though. The fluff was really interesting. I Okay, so to just to like get us started off on a, on a random tangent. Oh yeah, right away, that's right? a, there's going to be a lot of random oh, tangents hell today. Hell yeah, yeah, get ready guys. <laughs> we say we're going to be talking about Dawn of Fire, but honestly, it'll be random tangent. I'm here for Saturn 9. Yeah. <laughs> Where is... <laughs> oh, I haven't read that one yet. Um, oh, it's so good. Let me spoil it for you. <laughs> Open, Terra. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay. Um, so what about the Chaos Lord that Abaddon like has sent there there's like virtually i could not find anything in the book describing who or what he is middle management he's a lord discordant um does it say that somewhere because i could not find it like it was uh, driving me nuts it says it like one time it mentions him on a hellstalker and that's the only like info oh okay why would you send someone who can be targetable at any time (laughs) right to your war zone 100 percent agree it seems bad I don't know, man. Abaddon didn't get the note that Lord Discordance weren't good anymore. <laughs> He's also in the promo art. If you watch, that. I do. I do remember right. that. Like I remember uh, Typhus and then a Lord Discordant. Right. And that's uh, Abaddon is, is uh, Abaddon is pre uh, FAQ. Pre. pre, he, yeah, pre Ab- Abaddon is in seventh edition. Oh. Which, which FAQ? Fuck. 
<laughs> like all of them. All of them. <laughs> seventh edition famously had no FAQs. It's fair. It's fair. Man, I've been wanting to play an eighth edition index tournament for like a couple months now. <laughs> Taylor's so desperate for physical games and contact. It was like, dude, I'll play eighth indexes. I'll play sixth edition formations. <laughs> I'll literally take anything. I'll play Horus Heresy. <laughs> I'll play yeah. I'll play the split Skitari and Mechanicus Codexes. I fell for that meme real hard, man. Bought so much shit. Uh, well yeah. so what's everybody been up to man so much stuff i mean just yeah. printing a storm yeah um I, I have my final my 3d printer set up and ready to go uh it failed a bunch of times until i broke and finally asked a uh, high lord michael tempe uh-huh. um how, how, how does one 3d print and he literally nice. sent me like send me a picture of this i sent him a picture and he's like change this to five this to one this to two I'm like, okay. And that was like literally it. And oh now God. it works perfectly every time. Holy shit. That's awesome. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I've been printing. Uh, I've been trying to print some uh, flash mowers to convert a lot of the Dark Imperium um, drones into drones. Nice. Uh, with flash mowers. Uh, however, I did not realize scale uh, would be an issue. <laughs> uh, oh. So uh, I printed out two flash mowers. I'm like, well, it's weird that this giant plate only fits two flash mowers. But okay. Um, but no, <laughs> these are uh, flesh mowers for warlord titans. They're body mowers. <laughs> They're body mowers. <laughs> I literally think I could fit one on the front of a rhino as a uh, like a dozer blade. Oh, that'd be cool. Which I think I'm going to oh, yeah. do because I now have these this flesh mower. I have literally zero use for. I printed out two. I threw one away out of just sheer rage, <laughs> uh, like like anger. As like after does. spending five minutes trying to figure out how it would fit on, before I realize it is. Uh, 50% bigger uh, than oh. it should be. Uh, but then I got a train uh, STL from, or a train file from Heretic Designs. Heresy Labs? Oh, Heresy cool. Labs, yeah. Heresy Labs, uh, because I have a table coming from Kickstarter, which is all like an industrial zone. And part of one of the stretch goals was it came with like a raised rail track. Oh, cool. Oh, right? Fantastic. So I'm like, okay, cool. That's awesome. I think it would look dumb. Like one of my main complaints about Cyberpunk is there is this giant train system throughout the game, but no trains true so i'm like i will absolutely wait for real for yeah. real there's no train in it it's it got taken out uh last minute because they didn't have time to do it right oh my god um so it was like like the rest of the game right yeah which they did <laughs> perfectly fine I, I i have sunk 110 hours into that game and i i enjoy its jankiness uh but yeah so i i started printing out the the train file uh for that so i have about a third of the way through uh right now as we're recording actually uh, my front engine section, which is an eight hour print, which is the longest thing I've ever printed, mm-hmm. um, is, is buzzing away back there. Uh, and just kind of really, I'm excited to make really cool terrain with it, to be honest with you. Nice. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a whole bunch of really cool files out there and just being able to make a unique table. If anyone listening makes STL files, uh, I want a mob rules, uh, fast food truck or a fast food stand. Oh, nice. Cool. Like a little corner shop. Like mob rules, taco stand. Yeah. Yeah. Mob, uh, mob rules, taco stand. And, uh, taco stand. What do you guys sell? Like, what's the pitch? Uh, it's not tacos. It's it's subverting just expectations. Just looks like tacos. Yeah, it's it's like. financed by uh, JJ Abrams, so it just subverts oh. expectations. All so over is there the gonna very wait? So is there gonna be a lot of lens flare from the tacos? Hell like, yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of bloom. That's the number one selling yeah. taco is the Perfect. bloom. <laughs> it's just a flower in a tortilla. It is. Um, oh, I cleared out some of my Marines, my Imperial fists from my display case. I added some, uh, death guard to the bottom there. My goal is to make all of my cases just death guard. Cause that is what I am focusing on primarily. Nice. And I don't need to have zombie dragons and five-year-old Terran is in there. 
Um, and then I picked up a blight drone or a blood drone with a flash mower, which I painted on a fish kit, which I oh, love that kit. Um, and then using those bits, what I'm going to do is I do have two of the plastic contemptors on order. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to saw off the face and torso of it, and I'm going to stick the two spare faces that come in the flesh or the blood drone kit into the contemptor. Cool. Um, so because the death guard, like all of the vehicles have that like real unique style, like even the forge world greater blight drone Mm -hmm. has like real similar kind of curved head thing. So I feel if I can pull that across to the contemptor, um, that's going to really tie the, it's going to be like the rug. It's going to tie the army together. (laughs) So while I'm exploding sixes, shooting you from the backfield with Volkite, uh, you will absolutely be like, wow, it looks great though. Man, that ties that army together. It ties really that ties army, the together. army together. Uh, how many sixes? Okay, cool. Yeah, it matches the drapes. Yep, it matches the drapes. Um, and then, yeah, I, I pulled my Glockin box out. I'm going to start building that. It's just a a different thing to build. Uh, mm-hmm. I've done like a ton of Death Guard, and I just want to branch out a little. So I'm going to build the Glockin guy um, as a greater demon of uh, Grid and Clean One. It's really cool. Uh, and then, oh, I assembled. 13 Galvor back so far, which wow. is like a 30k heresy model. Uh, no. But I did shear every single book and where word bearer iconography off of it. Nice. Because um, I will be using them as possessed. Models. Okay. Um, amazing. Which great models. They're amazing models. And the possessed chaos models are not. Yeah, they are. They're we we try to be positive. We try to be like, yeah, this is great. And I understand they're older models. But putting that possessed kit next to the Death Guard range actively diminishes my enjoyment of the army. Yeah, yeah I, um, I agree. Whereas the Galvor back are amazing. They look great as possessed. They fit on the 32. They look intimidating. And the books are really easy to shave off. Sure. Um, so, like, and even if you do, like, a rough job cutting it out, the rest of the model is so gnarly and bent and twisted. Like, right. bumpy armor doesn't really matter, so. Right, it could just be warping. Yeah. Right, for sure. So, uh, especially because now I plan on kind of slowly focusing on Terminus Ast forces. Anything that unlocks more Pox Walkers, I want in my army. Yeah, sure. Um, so, Possessed, 120 points for five. Uh, that opens up 100 points more, 20 Pox Walkers. I'll throw them in there. They're only like a three point, three more points than Plague Marines, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. it's 105 points for five Plague Marines and or 120 you, points for five Possessed. You lose Obsec, but gain three attacks and invul. Like, yeah, also, let's do it. two inches of movement. Right. Because they're speedy. And the benefit of them in the Terminus S list is turn one, if you're playing it right, all of your Pox Walkers are moving seven inches, which Mm -hmm. is the same speed the Possessed are moving. That's right. Yeah, because they got a pip of speed. Right. For sure. Right. So, like, that's that's a really solid line going forward of 80 bodies plus 10 Possessed. And if you don't deal with that, then I'm going to CP Mortal Wound you to just, just death. Yeah, totally. But then if you deal with that, you're not dealing with the 20 Terminators in the back line, too. So, right. like, that's it's true. just threat overload. I'm excited about it. We'll see how it goes. Probably not great, but that's okay. It's a cool army. Yeah. I think that's the mo- that's most important is it looks really cool on the table. It does, yeah. especially when they're Galvor back. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, send me free uh, Galvor back, Forge World, for hopefully selling more for you. Uh, <laughs> so fucking Taylor, yeah. as the guest, and, you know, I just kind of rudely jumped in there and was like, I've done a ton this week, but again, it's because of the past couple of weeks I've done nothing. Right. What have you been up to? You said you've been on a heresy binge. Yeah. Um, you know, you're a fan of inferior game systems. I am, actually. <laughs> I've been having a lot of fun with blast templates. I've been having a lot of fun with the Oh, heavy. God, I'm having, heavy, like, though? Yeah, no. I've been having flashbacks <laughs> no. of, like, games I'd be having where I'm actively arguing with someone. No, he is not under that template. Absolutely not. I'm gonna Your be- angle is off. You, why did you roll the dice across the table? <laughs> You're holding it weird. <laughs> okay, hold on. 
let me grab the measuring tape here. That is not the right angle. Oh. <laughs> I actually do love blast templates, though. Like, as a pain, much a pain in the ass as they are, I'm actually having a ton of fun. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, initiative still sucks, though, but <laughs> please bring it back to the game. Thanks. Um, Instead of initiative, best I can do is 15 different ways to describe fights last oh. that are all unique. Okay, I'm going to go play Heresy, then. <laughs> that sounds, that sounds like what I'm going to do. Uh, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Heresy with Nate recently. Um, I'm building an Iron Hands army. Um, a ton of stuff just came in, actually, so I'm super excited about that. I've been having an absolutely bastard of a time getting the black correctly, or to look correct. Like, I'm going for the um, the metallic undercoat with the burnt look and then, like, the oil look. Yeah. I'm trying to nail that down, and I'm just a terrible painter. Uh, the airbrush makes up for a lot of my deficiency, but not all. So I'm having, struggling with that, but it's it's fine. Um, aside from heresy in real 40 K, I've been painting a lot of sisters. Um, the Halbert sisters got announced. Yeah. Which are those s- guys look amazing. Oh, sorry. Oh, those cool. ladies, those look amazing. Not, yeah, for sure. Uh, they, that article kind of re reignited my desire to paint that army. So I've been painting them up again. Um, I've also been painting Admech because the codex is, oh, I was Hopefully hope- soon. Yeah. I was hoping it was this month, but it looks like it's going to be next. It's going to be an October sale, like very last day of the month. It'll go up for pre-order. Right, for sure. Um, yeah. That's that's my main army in real life. So um, I will definitely be, I've been painting those as well. Uh, I built a bunch of terrain that my beautiful wife bought for me um, from uh, Death Ray Studios. There we go. Cool. They yeah. do amazing stuff. They have that um, Dawn of War style set, right? Yeah. yeah. The Marine yeah, base, yeah. isn't yep. it? Death, Death Ray Designs. There we go. Uh, yeah, that site's awesome. It's like 90 bucks for 12 pieces of good terrain. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's a good deal. It's pretty sick. Um, so I spent a lot of time doing that. Uh, I think that's that's it. Um, oh, no. You only got a bunch of shit, pinned a bunch of shit. Yeah. And <laughs> a bunch of things. More hobby progress I've ever done in my entire life. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Pre- preparing for this moment, Danny. Um. Yeah. Uh, let's see. <laughs> okay, cool. No, okay. <clears throat> what have I been up to? You like it's did been two weeks, right? That so, amazing uh, conversion. Oh yeah, I did oh, make totally. a talent. I made a talent master. Like, and you may have seen the models, like the conversion before, because like it's not unique. To, it's not original to me. Like I just copied it from someone I saw. Several someone's I saw. <laughs> so it's basically like a Don Don Eagle jet bike. Um, converted with the robed legs from the Raven, uh, the Raven wing kit. And then also the assault cannons and heavy bolters replacing weapons or, or adding on weapons to it. Uh, and then some bits from the black Knight kit for like a sword. Cool. And, uh, like the helmet and that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, he turned out pretty cool. I'll try and put it on our Facebook page. Yeah. Um, sorry. I always forget to do stuff there too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But it, 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 it looks cool. I put it in our Patreon discord. Which, um, by the way, is one of the greatest discords I'm a member of, and I know I'm I'm very biased on this. Sure, uh, <laughs> you actually have a stake in that. One. <laughs> <laughs> I have a stake in it, but it, it is a it's a great it's a great. It community. is. We have a good community. I really yeah. like everybody in there. They're, they're they all seem very nice. I only visit three 40k discords, and it's one of them. So yeah, yeah, so yeah that's say, that makes me feel pretty good. Them. Yeah, people post every day. People are mm-hmm. respectful of your opinions. Unless yeah, nobody's they're just straight wrong. Nobody's a total dick, which is great. But you know, no one is a hundred percent of a dick, right? Everyone uses their real names. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the most important rule. <laughs> Except for the people that have named themselves after John. All the people that name themselves after me, I think, are gone. Oh uh, uh, yeah, they replaced it with Media McDicky. 
<laughs> which is which actually is a good description of which me, actually honestly. is that guy's name in another discord that i'm oh, with them too hell yeah hell yeah um let's see what else uh i built i finally finished all of my deathwing terminators for my 10-man squad um so those guys are built hate it i know it's okay it's fair um, <laughs> but i do need to learn how to just crush it when others yeah, use or it, just so, ignore yeah. it like one of those two things for sure. Discord isn't your entire army just Deathwing Terminators though? No, there's attack bikes. Oh, oh good, multi melters, Talon Masters, <laughs> the good shit, the good and, shit, and characters. So yeah, other than that, it's all Deathwing. Yeah, other than the things I can't target, the unkillable brick, and the high damage weapons that are super fast and can kite me. Yep. Yes. Literally zero to worry about. Yeah, you're fine. Cool. I think Death Card. Oh. No. I have 10 heavy intercessors. Uh, oh, good. Uh, I was worried for a second it would be easy. <laughs> Very pog. Yeah. Those guys are great, actually. Yeah. Um. So I've been playing those in an online TTS GT with uh, you're 64 people. Killing it in yeah. that online GT. I feel like I'm doing way better than I should. I don't know. 4-0, like, right? Yeah, I'm 4-0. Hell yeah. Um, I'm in second place right now, so I'm playing top table. Fuck yeah. Who are you playing um, against? I'm playing against James Given, who has Eldar, and it's like a mixed Harlequins and Craftworld Eldar list. I don't, I think like, I think he's trying to get a, I talked with some other people about it and they're like, oh yeah, he, I think he's just trying to like leverage some superior firepower from the Craftworld parts, which is why he has that. Cause it's like cheap to get mm. like some good guns. Yeah. Um, and then he has like, so he's got like three Hornets with the double, pulsar like the hornet pulsar okay and then uh three war walkers um and he's got a, a far seer on jet bike which is a great model all the time yeah for sure uh and then the harlequins is the main part he's got a shadow seer with the minus six inches of range and the stone which are just like a right. gimme but he doesn't have pivotal role on the shadow seer really yeah so he's got pivotal role on the troop master who's his general who has the always wound on a two plus okay and choreographer of war gotcha uh, and then he's got, uh, uh, you know, the Twilight's Edge or whatever the uh, the Twilight so- Fang. Twilight Fang, yeah. The, sorry, thank you. Yeah. Um, and then he's got the Soaring Spite Warlord trait. Okay. Um, which is pretty, which is pretty good with him, I think, because that lets him get out at the end of a vehicle's movement of like twenty two inches. It's on the Troop Master. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's definitely a bunch of stuff in there that I think is wrong. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. For, well, I mean, it's not like I don't. I think that so he's got that. He's got uh, three. Fu- he's got. F- three fusion boats but the players also have combat weapons okay which is not again not terrible but i don't think that's optimized and then three units of five bikes or sorry two units of five bikes okay yeah uh i don't agree with that list at all but i <laughs> uh to be fair though it is four no at a gt now it is an online totally, gt totally. so it could be like four people who just lost connection mid-match uh, <laughs> well each match takes eight hours so it's easy is it like 500 points this league that you're in i'm just really confused by this how it takes such a short amount of time it usually takes about three hours maybe three and a half if the game is going long that's fair but yeah not to disparage tts or anything um yeah i'm i play a lot of clowns i think the list is just straight up better if you just take more clowns yeah i think so too I, i i just uh you can't get any good ranged firepower in Harlequin, so it's no, probably can't. just not worth investing the points in it. But I don't know. It gives him some balance 
Um, do you think some of it is sort of like an answer to models like, you know, your Gazgul, your Satans to be able to like reliably do damage in multiple phases where like Harley Quinn's like a little bit more of a shorter range kind of thing? You should be able to just do that with the fusion pistols and the psychic powers and the close combat though, I think. Like yeah. you have all the tools. Like the Farseer is a great choice for that army. I think I that adds like a lot of good mortal wound output that you wouldn't normally get. Um, so actually clowns have a pretty respectable metal, metal wound output. Um, so, well, if you take multiple shadow seers, right? Yeah. And that, that's what I always do. I love multiple shadow seers. I think it's sure. super great. So you like you cast smite, then you cast the minus one leadership power that alters also does mortal wounds. And then you shoot them with the death Chester. If you kill a model, they're minus two leadership. And then you shoot them with, with the, the phantasms, with the phantasm grenades. That's two D three more mortal wounds. That's a lot of, not a lot of people uh, expect that. Um, and I, that's one of the reasons I really love to shadow seers also just having more room for your minus one to wound bubble, which is like mandatory. I can't imagine ever taking a list without that. That seems insane to me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, like it, it'll be interesting. They're, these tables have a lot of terrain. They're the, they're the so, WTC tables. Yeah. Well, sort of. Ish, the, right? Well, so well. they're, they're all made by the guy who made, who started the tournament. So okay. he makes them his own way, but they're like pretty close to WTC. Is this tactical tables. tortoise? Is that no, no? Okay, okay. no. It's a uh, Northern Front. Um, okay, so it's a uh, John Kilcullen, who's oh. in. Yeah, yeah. Man, I haven't heard that name in forever, dude. That guy's that guy's that guy's pog. I that, love that guy. That dude balls out every day of his life. Yeah, dude, OG for sure. He's he's a giant asshole, but he's great. <laughs> yeah, I love that guy. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna play him on Sunday, so I'm looking forward to that. I played my match last week, uh, which was against uh, Double Magera, Triple Warglave, cool. and then like a guard platoon or 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 like a guard patrol um, with two units of four Ogren or Bulgren. Oh, okay. And uh, like, and he just used those as like. Uh, like they just move up the table and right. like, it's another threat that you have to deal with. Yeah, for sure. Um, and they were fine at what they did. They just, I mean, they can't fight terminators. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm a lot more excited about that list. If it's just more McGarris. Oh man. Honestly, yeah. I was going to say like, you started with the Knights and you're like, Oh, I was like, yeah. yeah, that's great. And then you're like, and in guard patrolling. Oh, yeah, come on. Well, so yeah. what he did was he, he, I managed to kill one McGarris through just shooting. Sure. Um, which was great. Uh, it was nice to be able to just, Ace, ace something with my actual shooting, which is like basically six multi meltas and right. uh, and two cyclone missile launchers, and then whatever ancillary firepower that my guys can do. Right, right for sure. Whatever six multi meltas can take <laughs> care of, the storm bolters will finish. The I'm, talent masters of eighteen shots, they do. Yeah, sick. yep. So, but it, I mean, it's winning on fives, and like right. they're yeah, getting sure. a four up against it, that kind of stuff. But they're getting a four up anyway. Um. So I killed one of those from range, and then he set it up so he could charge my t my full ten man Terminator blob with two Warglaves and a Megara at the same time. Okay, um, which I think was a mistake to start with, but then he failed the charge with the Megara. Oh, but still charged with the Warglaves. Oh, and so the Terminators just ate two Warglaves for free, basically, because right. they they killed they killed two Terminators. I think. Yeah, you don't lose anything to that, and then one guy comes back to life. Right, and it just made my charge shorter. Right on totally. the on the Megara. <laughs> like, thank you. Yeah. So, Ugh. like something we talk about Ouch. a lot is like this whole phase and like the charge phase being like the free movement phase more than anything That's else. Mm -hmm. Phase two, mm -hmm. electric fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, chain fists are really good at killing those guys. Um, I think I played a game in person. Uh, this did I talk about me playing Mike P? I think yes. that was last time. Yeah. Yep. yep. So I've got another game scheduled against him on Friday. 
Um, I'm going to play the new Drakari. I haven't played them yet. so. And then we're going to play a game coming yeah. up here this next week or so when I finally look at my schedule and figure out what the hell is going on. Yeah, let me know because, yeah, we should definitely play a game. I'm excited uh, because Dark Elder has made me change my list. Mm, okay. They, they made, like, the entire game change the list. I'm actually yeah. super excited. I'm super excited because instead of, okay. I'm keeping cool. my same list. So, like, for that me. It's so cool. <laughs> it's it's good. <laughs> for my Terminus S list, like, I had a big blob of, like, 10 Blight Lords, and I was just going to be like, fuck you, just while we stand while we fight, or... If I was an option for me for a secondary, mm-hmm. uh, but then Drakari came along and I'm like, okay, I will just blender any unit I touch. So instead of one 10 man blob, I split it into two five man blobs. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think track, I think Drakari starts to struggle, not, not start to struggle. I think they have a worse time against you when you have more units. Yep. If you concentrate all your stuff into one big thing, they love that. Yeah. Just dump Incubi into you or whatever and pick I, it up. I think it's super important to make sure that your putrid stench vats is going to be in an important place. Like, that's probably the keystone model for your whole yeah. list. Yeah, for sure. Against them, because anything outside of that bubble is just going to die. Fight last and die. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. So, yeah. Well, you know how I play anyway. This is the murder blob going up the center <laughs> of the table. There was the same in 6th edition, 7th, 8th. It'll be the same in ninth edition. Um, uh, murder blobs. With my space marine pri- privilege, uh, I can combat squad, so I don't have to worry about doing stuff. Oh like my that. god! I oh my god! Combat squads, yeah. So uh, uh, I was so mad about combat squad at the beginning of the edition. <laughs> hey man, really? Why? Because like, what is blast as a thing? What if we put blast in the game? All right. Marine, <laughs> what if you don't want to take blast in defense? What if marines <laughs> can just say no? What if you're like, hey, so, what do you have with blast? Oh, seven things. All of this is combat squatting. I was so fucking mad, but I'm fine now. I'm yeah, great. That's fair. I no longer want to be bred. For now. So there's a lot of talk about Drakari, right? Like oh, LM being like maybe the most broken book in the game. Lots Which, of fear. Yeah. So I'm I don't want to like I don't want to form a hard opinion until I've actually played a game with them. Yeah. And for sure. and and like against them as well, against some competent hands. Like I'm really interested in that. Right. Um, but like they seem really strong. Yeah, um, which agree. is which is cool. I'm glad that we have strong armies, um, but we'll see if they're like the big boogeyman everybody's been. Well, seeing. I think we were talking about this earlier. Was are they strong? Yes, but every book that's come out for this new edition has changed the meta or changed how you have to look at your army. Like my army can't be the same now as it was when Necrons came out or um, when other ninth edition book came out. All sure. the books have been really strong. And All I, the books have been strong, and they've made me have to rethink how, like I said, Andrew Carey now is making me split my units into smaller units. Right. Right? Because, like, otherwise it's going to get blended. It's making me assess how I'm going to do things differently. Are they strong? Yeah. But at the same time, it's making you rethink how you're playing. So if you are not screening, mm-hmm. if you are not putting speed bump units, which is, like, little units to absorb charges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Then you're going to lose. But... If you can screen, if you can speed bump, then you're going to have a better time. Sure. I agree with that. I also really think that it's it's super hard for a very fragile army to be super busted. Right. You know what I mean? It's only going to take a little bit mm-hmm. like to really put that uh, that shoe on the other foot. Right. Even if you have like a, like a million units, like yeah. your units are just going to disintegrate as soon as they show themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out of, outside of the Raiders, they just actually just die to anything. Right, so, and their alpha strike is really strong, and great players are going to capitalize on that. But if you can defend against that initial first wave of attacks, they will melt. 
Yeah. If you play correctly. You it's it's hard. And again, I haven't played any games against it. I've watched a couple games and I don't know. You're on a podcast now. You just get to make random statements oh, and put them as fact. God, you're right. All of my opinions are true. <laughs> it's just it's, just like the dream. It's so uh, much power. It's where my arrogance comes from. God, I can't and the, wait. And what the gypsy woman said. Yeah. And she took a button from me. I don't know what that's about. That was the lady at the door. It's my mom. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't want to talk to your mom. <laughs> no one does. That's why nope. they pay her. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I'm, yeah. There's some stuff in the book that I'm like. Ah. So, I think some stuff's going to get FAQ'd. I think the the succubus whose attacks, oh, the billion ex- attacks. explode yeah. into two more. I think that's going to be FAQ'd into that it cannot generate more and more attacks like it'll generate an additional one but not two more right 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 so i think stuff's going to be faq pretty quickly so she'll have like 14 attacks and that's it right that's it which is still good um but not the 42 that you can possibly get from this here right yeah the third um and like some of the more op stuff will be it's still going to be a strong army yeah for sure but it's still going to need to be played smartly uh the way a glass hammer army should be played right right? or high risk high reward Dark tech, dark tactics are probably needs to get changed. But other than that, yeah, it right. needs to be either on. It needs to be on those the flamers need to not be able to be, or you have to in their roll, way, or you have to roll a dice for them, right? Or, or auto hit weapons roll on wounds or something, or, yeah. something like that, right? So, some kind of like benefit or, Any, or downside to actually doing it, not just oh cool, I don't hit, so cool. Anything more than nothing at all, right? Yeah, right, yeah, totally. yes, please. <laughs> Uh, oh man but they're good but we're not here to talk necessarily about games we're going to jump to innis right now for for his uh latest uh, uh oh, lo-fi good. beast to get oh good too uh, and then after that we're going to come back we're going to talk dawn of fire because when we have taylor Me. we talk taylor Wait, are we talking dawn of fire or are we talking avenging sun yes whatever the name of the first book is it the dawn of fire is the series and avenging sun is the first book Correct. you got you yep. got it you got we it. are talking the first book of the dawn of fire series because avenging sun <laughs> I am a third of the way through the second one, so we will talk a third of a bit. No, we won't. Um, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you motherfucker. But, man, that was a giant mistake I made, which is a smooth segue into... Oh. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Lo-Fi Beats Get Good To. This week, we're going to be talking about how to identify mistakes and what to actually do with them once you have. It's very easy to make mistakes in 40k. It happens almost all the time. Uh, whether it's just doing something wrong or choosing a target wrong, there are a lot of different ways to make mistakes and I want to kind of categorize them for you a little bit. So the first category of mistakes I want to talk about is blunders. These are the really simple ones, they're the ones where you just do something wrong, whether it's leaving a character in line of sight of a bunch of snipers that could have just been stood in a ruin, or standing half an inch off an objective that you really could have been stood on, or out of broken dimension range, anything like that where you've just you've just made a mistake, you put something down wrong. These are the easiest kind of mistakes to know that they're mistakes because all you have to do is look at it and say, yeah, I should probably not do that next time. Um, we've all been here, we've all done that, and it's one of the easiest ways to clean up your gameplay is to just try and identify when you're making blunders and don't make them again. So make sure you're making a conscious effort to stand models on objectives when you need to. Make sure you're you know, not standing in line of sight of eliminators. That was my criminal sin. The second kind of mistake is misallocation of resources so misallocation of resources is things like spending command points incorrectly or not spending command points when you really should have whether that's going for a double shoot on a turn you really didn't need to or overkilling a unit by 300 by 300 wounds because you just had nothing else to shoot your castle and robots at 
but you really probably did. You always have another option, whether that's moving them, keeping them out of line of sight of a couple. You know, there's always ways to, ways around that, to make sure that you're not you're using resources properly and you're always doing something with all the tools you have, and that's how you edge out advantages in close games. These these mistakes are generally pretty easy to notice. You'll either sometimes see things like you've massively overkilled a unit that you've just spent a bunch of, with a bunch of unit you've just spent a bunch of CP on. Maybe you spent all the CP buffing up a unit of noise marines, and then ended up killing something by like 20 wounds more than you needed to. In those situations, it's important to have an understanding of how much damage you should be expecting to do, and how much reliability you need, because sometimes you just don't need to spend the CP. The counter to that is that sometimes you will under-target priority, so you maybe have a knight that you split fire, and it's important in these situations to recognise that split firing in situations is always risky, because you risk overkilling or underkilling targets, and getting good at this sort of general understanding of when you can and can't afford to split fire is important for developing as a player. The third and final kind of mistake I want to touch on is tactical errors. So these are where you go into something with just the wrong plan, whether that's not having the right approach to a mission, so maybe you're playing a hold one, hold two mission and you commit really hard to holding all three objectives on your side when you really don't need to because you know your opponent's scoring 45 primary, so just worry about getting your 40 and try and pick up a hold more on one turn. You don't need to hold the entire board all game. That's the kind of thing that comes up with game planners. These are generally the hardest to identify because it's very easy to make a game plan and then not have it work and blame your game plan. So you might go into a game and be like, well, I had this great plan and it didn't work out, so it must have been a terrible plan. When you have something like that happen, it's always important to stop back and think, if I changed my plan, does my odds of success actually go up? It's like banking on a 2 plus roll. 5 out of 6 times it will work, and the last time it doesn't. Does that mean you were wrong to bank on a 2 plus roll? Probably not. If, it, if your odds of winning with that 2 plus roll are higher than your odds of winning without it, by enough of a margin that you think going for a 2 plus roll is valuable, you should go for that play even if it doesn't work out. It's still the right play, it just has a fail percentage. And that's the important thing to remember with game plans, is that there's always a fail percentage. Your opponent is always going to have a chance of high rolling or just completely outplaying you or maybe you misallocate resources or make a blunder. In those situations it's very important to try and disassociate what happened on the table from whether it was actually the right decision to make. And that's the really thing that will make you a much better player is being able to understand, yes I had this game plan, yes it did or didn't work, but should it have worked? What was the expected outcome? And should I do it again? Because yes, yeah, sometimes you'll go for a Hail Mary play, and if you go for a Hail Mary play and it works enough times, you might end up tricking yourself into thinking that that's a good play. Don't bank on 9-inch charges from reserve is a really good common example of that. A 9-inch charge from reserve is less than 30%, that's less than a 3-5 plus, plus roll. But if you hit 2 or 3 of those in the game, it's going to look really good. But that doesn't necessarily mean it was the right plan unless you had no better options. In these scenarios, it's important to be able to separate what happened on the table from what happened in your head and to be able to make decisions based on, you know, the facts of the matter rather than the anecdotal evidence of playing one game. Alright everybody, thanks very much. That has been another episode of Lo-Fi Beats to Get Good To. Thank you to Mobros for continuing to allow me to do this. Back to you, John and Danny. Yeah, it's uh, super nice that we continue to allow Innis to make content for us for free on a regular basis. There we go. And the, and the air horns... Their air horns mean I paused it 
and then it was midway through the sentence, and then I restarted recording. Oh. So I can make it seem like the air horns surprised you guys so much you stopped talking, and it wasn't just I cut off recording as you guys were mid-sentence. <laughs> fucking sick, fucking sick. Perfect. <sighs> talking about fucking sick. Fucking sick. Dawn of Fire uh, is the new series. Right? It's not Avenging Sons is a series. The Dawn of Fire is the new series. Correct. Um, yep. Uh, the new, uh, I would guess, like the Marvel six one six, like main universe storyline going through. Uh, it was sold originally when it was announced as sort of like the Horus Heresy series, but for forty k, uh, like a big overarching storyline going through everything uh, that happens with the 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 sick tricks maledictum, um, <laughs> uh, and kind of beyond an, an Imperium eye view. Yeah. <laughs> You doing okay there, Danny? Yeah, that was just a funny joke. I was imagining a Tony Hawk spinoff using the 40K license. Right. <laughs> You're the riding the bow wave. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Tony Hawk's pro heretic. Times yeah. 24. <laughs> doing a fucking sick kickflip. <laughs> Dude, if you grind <laughs> Ultramar. Is grinding a corn act or a slanesh one, do you think? It's a corn Whoa. act. Uh, lip tricks are a slanesh act. Um, <laughs> What's the 1040? <laughs> it's li- the scene. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's literally impossible until yeah. it's not. <laughs> oh, oh. So Avenging Sun is the first story in the Don. There's going to be lots of um, asides. Um, there's going to be more side than front. <laughs> Uh, is the first book in the series. It covers uh, just how I like my porn. Right after it's very side appreciative. Yeah, show. I like side boom. Yeah, <laughs> it covers right after Gulliman comes back, was resurrected <laughs> by his elder girlfriend uh, to write as the start of the Indominus Crusade, sort of like the first forays into that. There, totally. Um, lots of retconning going on. Yeah. Uh, lots of different things. It kind of makes Dark Imperium like a, a useless trash book. Uh, so there is a couple important things to talk about uh, meta-wise, like outside of the book. Um, one, this book should have just been the first one released for 8th edition. Sure. Um, Aren't they written by the same person too? Guy Haley. Guy yeah. Haley, yeah. And, yeah, it, yeah. and i got to say, it's I really enjoyed uh, Avenging Sun. I think Guy, Guy Haley's a good, good author. Guy but, Haley is one of my favorite authors. Black Library authors now. He's done so much good work in the past like three years. Also, his volume of production is insane. Completely in, uh, Dude, just mind-boggling. No joke. And like he, when he writes, like I really like his action scenes specifically. Yeah, like totally. he does a really good job with those. Um, where it doesn't just feel like Bolter porn, right? And which can, is bizarre because the last third of this book is literally Bolter and asteroid porn, just a, yeah, and it feels very satisfying. Scene. Super cool. Um, yeah, he he wrote Devastation of Ball as well, which is one of my favorite. Oh, Hurricane that books. is a good book. Yeah, it's really good. So I'm really oh, big fan of Guy Haley. It's mostly a good book. <laughs> okay, so the yeah. the Dreadnought. Yeah. I thought oh. the Dreadnought was fucking stupid. Yeah, I also think that's fucking stupid. Okay, and also the part where wait, wait, let's let's go back here. What <laughs> I, I have not read that book. <laughs> um, okay. Sorry, so spoilers. Spoilers for Devastation of Ball, which is obviously something you should expect about an Avenging Sun. When episode. when Mephiston jumps out of the fucking Thunderhawk or whatever, yeah, or like, like does, and like psychic flies and like shoots lightning, blood lightning, and yeah, like kills all the Tyranids that are flying around. It's like a big Chris Angel wing spraying out of his back made of blood. Yeah. Does he yell mind freak the whole time? <laughs> Maybe. You don't know he doesn't. <laughs> It doesn't say, but he does scream. Yeah. Uh, that part fucking sucked. Yeah. Otherwise. Mephiston is just an anime character. It's for real. <laughs> yeah, no, he is. Have you read any of the Mephiston books? Yeah, they suck. Oh, man, they're really bad. So, uh, and- 
Avenging Son. I actually did. Oh, enjoy and the Dreadnought specifically. Oh yeah, the you Dread- wanted me to get. Yeah, to the yeah. yeah. Right, right, so right, apparently, right, right. there's a it's a it's a librarian Dreadnought. Now, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He's been guarding like some secret of the Blood Angels. Yeah, they is the, it that they're terrible? <laughs> no, not well, not that secret. Uh, that's a that's a it's a well known fact. It's a well known fact, yeah. So like, there's a bunch of unmapped catacombs underneath the surface of Ball, and that's where the librarius, Jesus, that's where the librarius keeps all its secret shit. Yeah, and you have to walk through it in a specific way, otherwise you get lost in the warp. It's it's like half in the warp, half out. It's it's a pretty cool scene. Oh, like so it's like a it's like a veiny network of tunnel tunnels underneath the balls. It's yeah. like a Kirkland brand Ball, webway. Sorry. I'm not going to pretend to understand that reference, but yes, like Costco is Kirkland, right? So like a Kirkland brand webway is like an off brand, yeah, webway. like a generic webway, Man, yeah, I'm, generic webway. I'm, folds are fucking folding. Hell yeah, 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 yeah. I get that one. Now. I'm wrinkling <laughs> your brain hard. I could no longer skate a hockey puck across my brain; it would skip up and jump. I would catch it. <laughs> Man, we're in trouble if I'm doing the high level jokes in this here. Um, so yeah, uh, but then they get to this librarian dreadnought that's just been standing there, just chilling for like ten thousand years, ten thousand years ish, right? I'm pretty sure he was. He's from the Heresy. I think so. It's, yeah. I think it's implied. I'm not super sure. Yeah. Uh, everything after him and before him is cool, but I mean, like, come on, just, why? yeah. Was well, just been standing in a corridor for ten? Like, was it the Ralph he's guarding dreadnought? He's, he's the guardian of like the entrance to the Blood Angels librarius super secret thing that you can't get to unless you're made of magic. How badly in life do you have to screw up if you die, you're brought back to fight in a suit of dreadnought armor, which is super rare. Right. And your sole job is to hide or to protect a door in a hidden labyrinth that no one can get to. At least the two Galadus dreadnoughts that guard the Emperor's throne have an excuse. Uh, This guy doesn't. No. No. Oh, my God. This guy doesn't have an excuse at all. Maybe he he touched uh, neophytes inappropriately. That's that's why his job was Dante there. Dante rides a bike in that book. Does he really? Yeah, it's fucking awesome. When like, he's going to save the... Uh, like a bicycle? Yeah. <laughs> when he's going to save the uh, the neophytes or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He hops down on a bike. He blows uh, yeah. the fucking... Let me just press this here off. real quick. Dawn of Fire. What a badass. Dawn of Fire. Dawn of Fire. That's, that's, at this point, I feel with the three of us together in one space, I need the air horn as a reset button to get us back on track. Dope. Man, it's been Dope. so it's been so long. Dope. I love it. It's good times. Um but yeah, Dawn of Fire. Dawn of Fire. Tell us Dawn about it. Dawn of Fire. Okay, so God damn it. I was on the thing and then we went on the thing. Uh so yeah. So this should have been the first book. Should have been yeah. the first book. Yeah. Absolutely. This book, I don't know if you guys are tracking, also had its uh narrator replaced. I listened to the original narrator. Same. And I also listened to the current one. Like I finished it today. Um, I really love the current narrator. He's one of my favorites that they have. But so the old Tob- totally Toby Longworth, right? It was, was yeah. the guy who does the new one. I, I have to say, Check. I am a huge fan of the original one, but I understand why he was replaced. It, they So they replaced him because it is, it is guy, uh, Mark Est- L. Staub. Yeah, but he was replaced, I believe, because his Gulliman voice. People didn't like his Gulliman voice. People didn't right. like his Gulliman voice, but it's explained in the book that Gulliman is speaking uh, like a version of Gothic that is 10,000 years old. His accent is... Well, he's trying... Yeah, he's got the accent going. He's still... So he has an accent. His word usage is weird. His his cadence is weird. And he he sounds in the original narration, which is no longer available, which is why I will never delete it from my Audible account. Yeah. Um... He sounds sort of like uh, the the Pertwee guy, the Doctor Who. Hottie, um, I would say. Yeah. 
Like, um, burr, 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 burr. like, like kind of that kind of haughtiness, mm. but it works for that. But the problem is it's not explained till halfway through the book. It also doesn't sound cool. No, it doesn't sound cool at all. I think that's the main problem. Yeah. People had. It didn't sound cool. He sounds like a snide little piece of shit. I mean, right? well, he is. So his, well, his accent is described as one out of time instead of place, which I thought was a really fun line. Yeah. That's cool. This, yeah. The book is filled with those as just one, one liners that are a lot of fun. Um, so, but then his voice actor was changed, uh, which means that Avenging Sun is the Sonic of 40K. Oh, corporations are your friend. Oh, yeah, because they changed everything about because we complained about it. Man, I'm going to air horn in a second here, but I was so sad when they changed Sonic. I was so hyped for original, original terrible Sonic design is yeah. amazing. I'm yeah. really glad we went and saw that in the theater. But I will say, like, uh, like as we say, we said that was the last. You went to see uh, Godzilla versus Kong. In the I theater. rewatched, yeah, Godzilla versus King Kong in the theater. Um, the, recently, the, and you were like, it's been a year and a half. And I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! The last thing I have seen in the theater was Sonic the Sonic. Hedgehog. Yep, yep, same. Which was the number one movie of the year, wasn't it? It was the number one that movie of the awesome. year. It's like some Hollywood executive was like. <laughs> He grabs a monkey paw and he's like, I want Sonic to be the number one movie of the year. <laughs> and then the monkey paw curls. And then it's like, okay, but COVID. I unironically love that movie, by the way. Sonic? Yeah. You know, I like Jim Carrey's performance in it. I thought Same. it was really good. I also haven't he seen him in a movie in a while. No, right? He yeah. doesn't give a shit and he has a beach house to pay for. It's awesome. That's right. Uh, let me let me hit this here real quick. Just like, just like Michael Caine. So Avenging Son. <laughs> And Jaws 4, as we talked True. about the other night, right? Fair. Okay, so... Um, so, yeah, it was replaced. Um, it, was. it also cost a bunch of retcons. Yeah. Um, because originally, uh, Dark Imperium takes place 112 years after the uh, start of the Indominus Crusade. And yeah. Now it takes place um, not that time. I think it's no, old, I really? Think it's 12 years in. Yeah. And they re-released Dark Imperium to With fit different that. excerpts and, and edits to it. So right. Dark Imperium is, is now like a slightly different book. Because part of oh, um, bizarre. part of yeah. Avenging Sun is retconning how Primaris were introduced. Right. Yeah, but like, okay, hold on. So the Primaris in uh, in Plague War and Dark Imperium, right? Yeah. They're all like veterans. Right. Right. So you're telling me that a Space Marine is a veteran in 10 years? It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really like that very much. They tried to, so I think what that happened was Dark Imperium worked for the time and it was released. And it kind it of... Did. It worked because it focused on the new units because a lot of Dark Imperium was just, um, oh, the Inceptors came down and X these guys happened. Right. And then the, the you know, the assholes with the plasma guns came, Hellblasters, right? So it did its job then sure. to yeah. sell what it needed to sell. And now they have this, uh, they want to recreate the magic of the Horus Heresy series. That is ending. They, they can't get away from that. The Horse Heresy is ending. God, more just came um, yesterday. Siege of Terra is, is, is the definitive end to that. So now they're like, yeah. holy fuck, how do we sell more books now? We've got to write in Age of uh, Aposty or Aposty series, right? They actually right. talk about that a lot in these books. Oh, really? Yeah. It comes, out, it comes yeah. up. It comes up a lot. Yeah, so, that's so, what I'm saying. So now they're advertising. They do, they do, they do. yeah. Now they're advertising this um, Dawn of Fire series as, as the 40K version of 30K, which was how it was released and how it was presented. So in doing that, they do a lot of cool things, and this book is super good. But in order for it to be good, it has to kind of shit on Dark Imperium a little bit. So can we talk a little bit about the controversy? Yeah, for sure. For this book? Yeah. Like, and how many shitlords, like, decided to be total assholes because of the cover? 
Oh, oh yeah, because my. there was a black space yeah, marine. Do you remember that? Bro, yeah. I fucking deleted that from my brain. It's so <laughs> stupid. Oh, I yeah. had no idea what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. Actually, for the same reason, I'm like, oh, what shit, Lords? What happened? I was like, what was written down? I'm like, oh no, it was a cover art piece. Right, right, exactly. Uh, so just gonna uh, throw out Arch. Did you watch his video on this? No. Yeah, cool. Oh, um, no, I did watch that. Unfortunately, I yeah, did watch that. Yeah. Uh, fuck, uh, fuck you, Arch, yeah. forever. <laughs> yeah, that's Die. fair. I've, I've, that's no, that's not a new stance to this that's program. That's all I need to say about that no one. No kidding. And, like, okay. the uh, <laughs> Okay, all I'm going to say and is. And they do address it in the book, too, right? Like, they say that, yeah, totally. that, that skin color is, like, non-reflective of the Primark. Like, they'll, like, they look just like the Primark in, like, physical also, features. Ultramar has 500 worlds. If each of those worlds had, like, 10 billion people, that's, like, 500 billion people. Yeah. I'm pretty sure one of those is going to have different skin pigmentation. Uh, absolutely. Uh, sure. So, Space Marines do have this stupid organ that can, like, change the color of the skin to most optimally suit their environment. Right. Um, but whatever, man. It's called the testicles. It is. Absolutely. Uh, but, like, come on. There yeah, are... but it's just, it's just like, adding more, like, melanin right. in their skin, right? Yeah. So, it's, like, it's not it's, going to, like... It's like a, a shader. It's not like right, right, he's exactly. just going to stop being, like, that color. Like, yeah. dark-skinned or whatever. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna, so dumb. It's, it's so dumb. I will say kind of like as white males, we have seen ourselves represented a ton. Totally. And if you are not a white male and you're walking by and you see a book with someone who looks like you, you're more likely to pick it up. That is the worst thing to get mad about. It's it's it, so It does so not stupid. affect the story. It does not affect the character. Yep. It does not affect anything about the game. All it is is a little bit of representation. Yeah, That's great. okay. Awesome. That's what I like. Yeah. Let's do sure. it. I have so many Marvel characters I can base myself off of. It's fine. Uh, also We're, really surprised this didn't happen with the second book because there's an Asian custodies. Yeah. And the, oh, really? No uproar at all about that. <laughs> no. Why would there be? All just, the racists were one. too mad about COVID. Right. It didn't matter. Probably. And also it would involve reading the book and not right. just looking at the picture on the front. Mm, cringe. Hardcore cringe. Very cringe. Um, so this book uh, deals with... Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Let me... <laughs> True. Uh, so this book deals with sort of Gulliman's arrival in Terra, kind of his uh, acceptance of the modern state yeah. um, as is, and then also they kind of, well, fuck, I guess we have to be uber religious now because I can't change that overnight. Oh, that um, really in there. Oh. And then also the unveiling of the Primaris by Call. Oh, man. Great which stuff. is... That was hype. Mm. So good. Uh, Call as a character in this book. Like, let's let's talk about that a little bit here because he is portrayed in a way that makes me want to buy an Edmac army. Uh, have you read the great work? Uh, I am halfway through it. Oh, oh yeah, you gotta you gotta read that book. That, yeah. Um. So, but Call, I also don't want to buy an Edmac army, so I kind of don't want to read it. You too. can borrow mine sometimes. That's fair. Okay. Uh, Call is the best. Uh, Call is the best character introduced into recent 40k. Uh, I will die on that one. He is the greatest. Uh, I absolutely love Call. Um, I also feel, again, this book should have been first because a lot less people would have been mad about Call right. if, if they had seen this first. Because he's way less of a Mary Sue now, right? Where, like, he, before he's presented as a character, he shows up, he fixes everything, he has right. all these cool guns, all these cool things. Yeah. And this book really kind of, like, centralizes what he does and how he was able to do what he he's does. He's been working yeah. on this stuff for 10,000 years. Right. And all he did is create a bunch of new armor weapons and three organs. It's not like he completely rewrote how what a space marine is from the ground up. He True. created three organs, and one of them is a machine. Yeah, it's fine. I promise. Penis, testicle, t 
testicle. Oh, that is the three new organs he added to the space marine. Say the urethra. They need those. Urethra is not an organ; it's a tube. I'm not going to pretend to know what an organ is. It's fair. It's a channel. Yeah. Oh, that is the medical professional. No, I don't know. That's not. That's not true. Don't listen to me. Yeah, that's fair. Please go get your medical organs checked. Please, please refer to an expert. Um, but yeah, like Hall is presented so amazingly, like, and his character here is he is incredibly intelligent. He knows it mm-hmm. and he wants other people to know it too. He yeah. wants to make sure that they know how smart he, he is. Every single thing he says is laced in a shitty neat grin. Oh yeah, dude. He's yeah. smiling all the time and yeah. I love it. And then the part where Alpha Primus like warns Don't trust Messinius, him. like, dude, he looks fu- he looks like he's a lot of fun. Yeah. But really, he's just out for himself. He looks like a little weird old man, I bet. I bet you think he's pretty cool or whatever. Don't fucking trust him. Holy shit. <laughs> Look at my face. Look at my face. I think my favorite scene in this entire book is when they're on the uh, the ship with Call. And Call's presenting. He is just eating scenery. And he's just being the most arrogant piece of shit about it. Yeah. And then he unveils his guys and like, look at my Primaris Marines. And, and they and they the hundred come out and then they fight these servitor drones and they're like oh yeah with cool with a bunch of knives and shit yeah, yeah. with a bunch of knives yeah. and taking around in like really cool ways but like oh yeah cool hundred guys yeah great you, you thank you great like you provided me an army thanks thanks great a hundred guys oh, then, and then um called it the whole like Columbo thing of like eh, just just one minute there Cole just laughs at it or or, yeah. or, or even just like the 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 infomercial but wait there's more one more and then they turn on lights and just. Thousands of Primaris Marines are suspended in animation all around the room. Three miles of Marines. So three miles uh, horizontally, vertically, and on the ceiling. Right? And on right. and they pointed that out too, that they were on the, the ceiling. The center of gravity on the ship is in the middle, and like it can it flips up when you go the other way. And yeah. they never say how many Primaris Marines they are, but they do have a long couple pages of Gilliman trying to do the math right. of the size of the ship, the amount of ships in the fleet, and how many Primaris Marines there are. There are literally shit tons of Primaris. And what I love about this book is it makes it all okay. Like, because previously in like Dark Imperial, like, oh yeah, everyone's okay with all these Primaris. And then the Primaris all of a sudden, are here. Right? Whereas this book series starts off with a way of, yeah, Call just did it. Yeah. Uh, also, it introduces the Primaris in a way that isn't like, they're just better Marines because they're not. No. They are bigger, stronger, faster, whatever, but they also are like blunted emotionally. They're essentially children until they like can actually master their memories because they're like actually that only eight, like 18 years old. Right. And it shows, and their movements are super stiff and mechanical. They don't actually have the experience of being a Marine. Right. So they, right. Lo- they move like robots. And it shows a super clear distinction between being a Marine and being a Primaris. And it's not like a hard, this is just better. And I think there's two real scenes in this book of relating to Primaris that I really thought were just amazingly done. One was the the main character Primaris being taken as a child. Um, when he wakes up. When he when he wakes yeah. up and he remembers <laughs> like, and it goes into how these uh, these uh, mechanics people literally just went into planets and just took kids away. Yeah, they just grabbed you. They just grabbed yep. you. Uh, and they're like, okay, you look good. I'm going to grab you. You're going to be Primaris. I was like, what's that? Don't, don't worry about it. It's fine. Come with me. <laughs> Um, and then the second was the, a lot of, uh, stuff was put into the, the new codex of, uh, like the, the hypnosis training or the kind of like the, the, the brain training where they're just imagining it. And it's described in this book of literally this guy being surrounded by orcs and continually murdered again and again and again. 
And anytime he starts getting better, the mechanics guys just kind of dial it up. So, like, right. yeah, he can't win. He just has to not be afraid of dying. You got to pump those numbers up. Yep. Right? Which turns, like, rules, like, and they shall know no fear on the head. Because I'm looking at this, like, oh, this Marine's not afraid of dying. Oh, because he's been murdered a thousand times uh, virtually to this point. Right. I also um, really love the, uh, sorry, I also no, really you're good. love the line in there uh, where Macinius, the main, um, um, not primaris Marine character, is thinking he's he sees the the hypnovat stuff and he's thinking about that and he comments on how uh toxic um chapter culture is spread throughout those and how that's a super dangerous thing right that some chapters can get caught into and it like destroys the chapter and he's like well i mean what the fuck is cole put in there like can we trust that yeah right. like who knows well and i liked how <clears throat> in a scene a little bit later in the book uh, when they're investigating like the warp outbreak in one of totally. the fleets, and yeah. at the end of like a fight with some like little some little demons, nerglings, nerglings, nerglings. Yeah, uh, he says, "Hey man, like loosen up. You're not a robot. Like right. you can if you fight a little bit freer, like you'll be better." Yeah, which I thought was really cool, and it's like that just shows like first of all the leadership of that of that particular character was really really good, right? And uh, also, like, he's a master of recruits formally, so yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. the perfect guy to like train and Goldman has a chapter. A- that's what Goldman pulls him in to talk about. I was like, you were right. the master of recruits. We need to make Primaris be human beings, so get on that. Yeah. Also, in that same scene where um, the Mycenaeus is talking to, I think, like, Alos? I can't remember his name. It's Arios. Arios, Because, like, cool. he's named after Ares. Right. So he's talking but to him, Oaks. and, and right. he has no idea what chaos is, despite right. being Right. And he's, like, like, super surprised that, like, how do you not know that? Right, like, how do you not know what that is? Um, And they theorize that Cole didn't put it in their brains because uh, even the knowledge of it would is is corrupting because chaos. But also it would have let chaos know that Primaris exist at all. And also those, quote-unquote, Imperial Fist successors, (laughs) Sons of the Phoenix, might not want to know about chaos in case it corrupts them. Right. Um, a lot of really cool scenes like that. But like, and a lot of scenes in this book really solidify how a marine army should be. So like, like you guys said, there's there's regular baby marines with the um, like the Primaris marines, mm-hmm. and they're there again to to teach these marines how to be not robots. Right. Yeah. Really, really cool. And, and it's super cool the the way that goes on it. And um, we'd be remiss. Which is a great word. Uh, if we didn't talk about the the main bad guy in this uh, this book, which is corn. <laughs> yeah. True. Let me tell you, I listened yeah, to this book true. while 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 assembling and getting together my 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 furies and my my hundred and twenty mm-hmm. blood letters. Um, this is the most batshit insane plan since yeah, it's awesome. Since the uh, <laughs> the uh, the orc books where they had the 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 Death Star moons. Um, God, what was that book series called again? Uh, Beast Rises. Beast Rises. This is the most batshit insane plan since Beast Rises. And it's my literal favorite thing about these books. It's really cool. Uh Corn is the bad guy of this book. There's a lot of scenes where uh the the blood the, the main mortal enemy is the Blood Crusade, uh, which is cool because we had seen um little snippets of the Blood Crusade in the codexes, but no real real information. So getting to see them do stuff is really cool. Karn is in there somewhere, but we I, haven't seen him. I really, really hope that Corn Demonkin becomes an army again based oh on that. Oh my god, that yes. would be super fucking cool. Um what a great way to launch a new corn berserker kit after only seventy five years. I'm literally Hell begging yeah. you. I'm literally begging at this point. I, 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 I can do anything, don't beg it's me. It's been more than twenty years. I want to play World Eater so badly. That'd be cool. Yeah, for sure. I don't I want to play Corn Demonkin. Oh, true. 
So, yes. <laughs> so a bunch of, like, uh, cornates are chanting corn, corn as they murder. Uh, I also listened to the audiobook. It was getting, I was really hoping he was going to mix it up at some point. Be mm-hmm. Like, corn, corn. But then, like, a couple paragraphs later, be like, corn, 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 <laughs> this is corn. Just like, <laughs> Taylor, no, just for people who can't see, Taylor was just dancing. Taylor's dancing. Yeah. Corn. Like, mm-hmm. going crazy with it. Cause sort of like... Like, you wanted the atmosphere to be like a 2001 Slipknot concert. Right. Uh, my favorite scene in the book, which uh, is when the guardsmen are escaping, but to go back. Oh, man, that was such a good scene. Like, that was Amazing. my that was my favorite scene as well. Like, oh, my, that was so well written. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk about this in a sec, but, like, the, but yeah, going back to what John said, the actual plan of, like, the enemy is super fun. Yeah. Um, I also absolutely adore the chapter before they go out to fight that which is, all right, here's chapter this. It's 40 minutes of explanation. Here we go. I hope you're ready for Gollum to just talk to you. for In his ridiculous Sean Pertwee voice. For 18 paragraphs. Here oh. we go. Because, uh, I don't know, I guess the warp is attracted to places that are heavier in mass. It yeah. W- it works like the sun. I'm not super sure. It, it was really cool, though. Big yeah, mass. That, that, was, that, was a, that was a super interesting like explanation of how, why... Like potentially why warp like uh, incursions happen on right. planets and not just in space, and why the the rifts move like they. I want to say mm-hmm. that Guy Haley wrote this book, and there's this amazing manuscript, and some asshole editor is like, "Yeah, but why the fuck is chaos attacking?" They're like, "I'm gonna give you fucking oh, yeah? 18 paragraphs of see, exposition to tell you why chapter? it's there." Let me tell you, son. You want to fucking know? You want to know? <laughs> Look at this. You don't. Look at this. I wrote a fucking chapter about it. Um, all Gulliman, all exposition, and you're going to get this guy who they hate the voice of. <laughs> you're going to. I'm recommending this guy. Uh, the guy who does read it though is really excellent. He reads. He reads a lot of stuff. I mean, both of them are really, really great. Big. Yeah, totally. I, um, I like both readings. I didn't. I never had a problem with the first guy. I understand why people did, um, but I think it's they're objectively wrong. I do. I think their subjective opinion is yeah. objectively wrong, and yeah. I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> yeah. Because you are on yeah, in front of a correct. microphone right that's now. That's correct. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so what was Korn's grand scheme in okay. this? So. Uh, was yeah. the number seven, in, oh, no, no, seven, eight, eight right? Sir. Eight. Was yeah. the number eight involved a at couple, all? A couple of, of times. Of course. Yeah, eight. they were eight pylons, whatever. Um, How so, many clocks were there? Oh, no, that's a Nurgle thing. That was a different thing. Yeah. <laughs> Unimportant. It was Dark Imperium. We're not talking about yeah, that yeah. Right now. Clocks. Um, so... Obviously, Abaddon opens the Sacred Maledictum, and then the Corn Demon, not Demon, fuck, or the Blood Crusade on the, uh, put a map in my brain, the uh, southwest, yeah, southwest part is trying to connect, they're trying to create and then connect a warp rift to the Sacred Maledictum to open another road to Terra. And they're doing this by uh, creating <laughs> a living ship that. Uh, that is chained to an asteroid, and on the asteroid is a bunch of fucking warp shit. Uh, it's described as, like, a knife sliding over the, the skin of reality, and wherever that ship goes, it opens a warp rift. It just, t- it, it tears it open. And, like, the links on this chain that it's chained to are, like, the size of battle cruisers. They're gigantic. Like, the scale is enormous. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, well, they're, uh, it's like a hive spire, right? Right. Like, that's what they describe the size of each of these pieces of Noctilith are. And they're totally. like, yeah, oh my god! I mean, huge scale. It was really cool. It's an enormous ship that turned into a living thing that turned into an asteroid, 
that is controlled by giant chains made of noctilith in yes. space. And they're just yeah. they're just running around. They're just running around behind just the blood crusade. Running just, around just wiling out. Just vibing. Yeah. And isn't the surface isn't the surface of that asteroid like covered in demons too who are doing generally shit but just cheering? Yeah, they're chilling. They uh whenever corn. 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 <laughs> I know if I was corn. a bloodletter and I was born out of the rage and anger of many murders, I just want to chill on an asteroid and chant my God's name. I mean, There's what just else are you gonna do? One guy who says who says K-Horn. 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 Yeah. Kjorn. And then, yeah, and then and then all the rest of them are like, "Come on, fuck you, fucking Jack! Come on, <laughs> Jack! God damn fuck it, off. <laughs> corn! Damn it! Like Dave, we've been over this. Is corn? No corn. I don't get it. No, I'm gonna keep. I'm no, gonna be no over one here does. in my corner. Yeah, your corn yeah, corner. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. God, fucking funny. <laughs> Joke um, so fucking smart, John. So that's that's the thing. Um, <laughs> And yeah, the, demo, the demons are chilling there because, like, okay, so there's the asteroid, and it's just plunging into the warp, like, bringing it into reality. So when the big battle happens on it, you just, like, look to the left, and, oh, look, it's the warp. Oh, never mind. Don't look at that. Your brain will fucking explode. Jim, are you... Oh, you need to not like, we like, your, we like your brain unexploded. You need to not, like, observe the unfathomable or fucking whatever. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, it's true. Yeah, don't do that. So they don't. Um, but we're kind of jumping all over. I don't know if we have like a structure. Or <laughs> no, not really. Well, so, I'm glad you haven't listened to us before because, yeah, there is there is no structure. A bunch of shit. Oh, shit. Thanks. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So there's a there's a bunch of cool stuff in this book. Um, so a couple chapters in, uh one of my favorite bits is like from characters that never show up again, which is the Admech. Uh, so the Admech are, are headed to this anomaly and they don't know what it is. Um, and it, it ties in at the end, but, um, Oh, was this like one of the opening scenes Yeah, yeah. After, with the Admech pirates? Yeah. After, after the, <laughs> I love pirates, by the way, <laughs> we know everything that's a pirate is cool. Everything. No, I'm it's looking, not. I'm, yeah. I still have your off. hat there. My wife's like, what are we doing with this? And like, we're keeping it. It's like, you want to give it back? I'm like, no. no. Um, so those dudes are headed towards the, the anomaly. And um, so one of my favorite things about Admech is that they are just horrifically monstrous to observe at all. They're just nightmare creatures. And that's fun. But the Archimagos of the specific mission keeps his uh, robe on a peg. And honestly, I just thought that was the fucking funniest thing I've ever heard oh. in my life. He just keeps like it so up. pedestrian, yeah, just like like, like yeah. a coat peg. So like he spends three minutes being screwed into his like apparatus in order to walk, and like they click his spine in, and then his all his armaments come out of the ceiling, and then he's like, "Hey, subscribe, <laughs> get me my coat off that peg." <laughs> like you know we could have a machine for that we could create a machine that lowers it onto you after your spine is snapped no. in place we're like no i installed this peg millennia ago <laughs> i refuse to change it it's holy um <laughs> and then so they're flying towards the anomaly and um oh god i've written so many things oh uh Myrmidons are still real oh dude i know i saw that I like so hype and he was like, he's an exiled uh, Myrmidon? Yeah. yeah. He's like a, they're all like shamed on the ship. And right. so he's like an exiled Myrmidon. And Myrmidons are just the fucking coolest Advec models oh, to ever man. exist. 
They're so rad. Yeah, the fluff behind them of like their whole cult and everything and their whole order is so cool. Right, it's because they installed rope hooks in every room instead of putting in part of the machine. <laughs> That's why they were exiled. That's why he was exiled, yeah. Yeah, they're like, uh, creation is an act of destruction or whatever. Or destruction isn't actually creation. There we go. God, I'm so fucking smart. So that's their whole deal, and they're fucking awesome. Uh, I'm glad they still exist. Um, oh, man. They're headed towards the the anomaly. Um, oh, my God. I'm losing my train of thought here. Sorry, here. Let me move through some minute sense here. Oh. True. Perfect. Um, and they encountered the ship. Right. And the ship is... Uh, it's So it's not clear till... Okay. Everyone uh, on it's catatonic. Right. It's like uh, been hit by... Uh, something something has happened presumably the anomaly mm-hmm. um and that's never brought up again but it's also the crux of the entire book and it's like <laughs> like what's actually going on with that right is like the penultimate penultimate thing um and it's the like uh the zones of silence that uh is set up like the the necron box like the necrons can do yeah. yeah the necron box set that's that that came out and like uh they create the zone of silence uh and it strips you of your soul or whatever so it sets up that. I can't remember where I was talking about this, but it's fucking cool. Uh, F.R.L. Stern's book is about that. It's awesome. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Also, the F.R.L. Stern book, by the way, if you haven't read it, the new one yeah. is so all, good. All right. All right. We're good. We're good. Man. Okay. Cool. Oh. <laughs> True. You can't look over and see me doing something and ruin the joke. Yeah, People know it's coming. You don't need to point it out, too. Well, that's the disadvantage for recording in person, John. God damn. <laughs> fucking nonsense uh my notes just say the sound of silence and then awe a bunch of times yeah so depressing everybody's souls is really great it's, it's not, like yeah. an aura of depression which it's is really pretty cool. awesome it's sort of like, like the morty shield from rick and morty where go. they get covered the dome yeah yeah I, yeah for sure. uh, that's legit yeah, totally. yeah they just get real tired so man okay so let's talk about that scene where the inquisitor is introduced yes like it was Finally. so fucking cool like so there's this guardsman right who has like rallied together some of his men. I think he's a sergeant or maybe he's, a lieutenant. He's a lieutenant. Yeah, okay. So he's rallied together a bunch of his men and uh like they're all like living in a in like a gully in like that's like a cave that they found like Essentially. yeah, it's super like away, like hidden away. They're like fuck, we've got to get out of here to the ships. Let's go. And so they get out and they're like looking over this ridge and watching like a bunch of their fellow guardsmen just get like slaughtered. It's a bunch of civilians. Oh, that's right. Like it's like there's like a train of civilians going right. to the landing site. They had heard about the ev- evacuation and were trying to get there. Right. And, and then the slaughter crusade oh caught up. Yeah. And then they got, you know, slaughtered. Right. They yeah. got slaughter crusaded. It's, it's in the name. Yeah. And one of the chaos machines <laughs> like sees them. Yeah. I don't know why like, they were surprised. The name slaughter was in the, yeah, like the, I, the flyer. It's on the tin. Like this is what you guys, I mean, come on. And like the marine like looks right at him and they're like, "Fuck!" Oh, we're fucked now. All right, fuck let's now. let's. And then one of them like charges after him or something like like or charges down the hill to like save them or something. So yeah, so the reason they get spotted is because one of the guardsmen is so fed up with just failing and watching all these innocent right, civilians right. just die and die like badly, like right. not die well, like die badly, just get slaughtered. Yeah, so he gets real fucking sick of that one like not not pog not pogged about it and so he stands up <laughs> that's in the book yeah and so <laughs> that's an actual quote yeah, from the book. when he stands up the lieutenant like fucking like kicks his leg out but it's not and he falls back down but it's not fast enough the marine sees him and uh and then <laughs> and then oh no we gotta go <laughs> So there's uh, there's an extended scene of this singular berserker chasing down like a 
Like it's it's like twenty guys. It's like twenty guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the lieutenant is running, and he's running with his guys, and he turns back to watch the dude who stood up to the the guy. He gets back up and he points his gun on him, and he just fucking detonates. Right. Because like a bolter shot. Bolters, and it's yeah. like a bolt pistol right. that the guy fires from like a huge distance and still fucking nails that dude, right? Yeah, and the, uh, yeah. the lieutenant is like, oh man, if he's that fucking close to hit that shot, we're fucking fucked. Fucking <laughs> shit. And so he runs, and then uh, it's it's fucking terrifying honestly like right. the description is really good I, I super can't do it justice but uh the marine picks up one of his dudes and he's like fine i'm fucking i'm fed up and so he turns around to fight the guy and he, <laughs> the first look you get of the marine is him like with his arms around the 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 guy just tearing him in half right like just, literally tearing him in half like straight each up, arm right just gore everywhere fucking blood explodes all over him you know when you tear someone in half you know how it is right right <laughs> obviously we know how that is yeah. <laughs> yeah this marine is extremely turned on at this point yeah so yeah. uh the lieutenant pulls out his pistol and un- just unloads into the guy and some of his men are inspired and they also start firing and the the berserker just holds out his arms like in a t-pose but holy right yeah uh <laughs> as if a t-pose is unholy right you know what you got me there yeah <laughs> And he just takes it, and he's like, uh, they, he lets them shoot them until he reloads. And as they're trying to reload, as their, like, hands are fucking shaping, because, right. oh, God, this is the most terrifying thing I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, as they're doing that, he's like, I have, let, I have given you your chance in recognition of your inferiority. Your chance is now over. Time to die. It's <laughs> fair. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's he gave him cool. a chance. Yeah. I mean, that Berserker didn't know they all had LAS pistols. Like, there could have been like a Melta pistol. There could have been like a plasma pistol in there. You, he wouldn't have cared. You never know when, inf- when no. a character is going to bust out on a fucking Inferno pistol. On yeah. You. you never it's know. True. Yeah. yeah. True. Uh, so I never know when some of my characters have plasma. An Inferno pistol society is a polite society. <laughs> <laughs> Half plus two damage. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. With your when you're within three inches, three inches? man, bro, you can make that work. Mm. I can. Yeah, I do every day. <laughs> Is that then their pistol keyword? <laughs> oh, that's what we're talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, for um, sure. So. <laughs> So the lieutenant is like trying to like stave this guy off, right. and the inquisitor or a couple of the inquisitors like retinue like yeah. pop up and just waste this marine, including one alien, which yeah. is yeah, yeah, it's super cool. Hey, first of all, okay, we can talk about that in a minute, but like <laughs> <laughs> such anger, fury. Um, yeah, they waste him with like a plasma shot to the chest. Yeah, because like the one henchman, like the the actual human henchman, has yeah, just yeah. a plasma gun. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then the marine tries to stand up with just this giant fucking hole in his chest. Right. And like, please come on, just stop. And they <laughs> blow his head off with the plasma gun. And then there's this horrible little alien creature, who's like a what's the orangutan in this game? It's not Jokero. No, it's la- it's like that, but worse. Yeah. Jokeros already suck. Like he's first of all the alien. Okay. <sighs> mini rant time <laughs> all right so <laughs> uh i fucking hated this alien it's worse it was too much star wars in my 40k I, like yeah. he speaks perfect gothic and is a fish person right he exists solely to undermine everyone else's thing in any scene and just be a total jackass like he's in this super like hyper like processional later on and just like pulls out some beef jerky and sits down and start eating and starts eating it and he's right. like you humans are fucking dumb Oh, like the whole time. And it's like, if your race was so fucking cool, 
right? You'd be in charge. You'd be in charge, and we would be attached to your Inquisitors, but your Inquisitors suck ass. I'd be the horrible fish creature. Right. <laughs> I'd be the horrible fish creature. Wait, oh, oh, shit, sorry. You guys were talking. I started oh, no. the worst character music again. <laughs> anyway, oh. I just hated this, this, this fucking fish. And then, like, he can pilot ships really well He was something. extremely arrogant for someone who could be murdered at a moment's notice by like for, literally any for character. For literally no reason. And, like, it's the Inquisitor could be mad about it, but, like, he can't really be mad about it because he's a stupid little alien. And then they... He's a horrible fucking oh, bastard. Fuck that guy. It's anyway. A girl. Oh, that's right. It, it is. is a girl. Yeah. How dare you sorry uh and the inquisitor seems to love it which is also annoying i don't understand maybe it's a physical forbidden love so i heard that there is a short story about the about the inquisitor in question okay that's like some backstory on him gotcha if you bought the special edition of this book Mm. so audible said no there may be an explanation of that in that so I'll see if I can track the down because I actually really like the, the Inquisitor. Oh, the Inquisitor is great. He's a great Inquisitor. Really cool. Um, I'm, I was a big fan of him. Uh, Inquisitor Rostov is his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's big, cool. Big fan of that. Uh, so the the extended escape scene from this planet. Oh my god, dude! Is like three chapters, and it's the best sequence in the book, in my opinion, personally. Like, I I I absolutely love that part. So it it encompasses everything that I really like about 40k. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Admech. No, oh, <laughs> uh, which is everything is horrible and sucks, but also like the regular humans still have the strength to like stand up against that. Right. The, uh, I really love the guard. I get really emotional about the guard. I'm feeling it sure. right now. Man, those stormtroopers at the end. So fucking cool. Yeah, that was great. Uh, so they're like, so, okay. So the Inquisitor picks up this guy and he's like, why did you even save me? And he's, he's like, do you know? how many lieutenants we've seen face down a space Marine so that his dudes could get away. <laughs> which is, They're like four, have, which is a really small amount. Do you have any idea how low that number is? You're weird and we like weird. So you're my friend now. <laughs> Nearly well, shows potential, right? Like, yeah, that alien's name is called Chelsea. It's, it's no, it's not. It said something. It's shall she, uh, which is C H E E L C H E, which uh, is just Chelsea. Let's, I thought it was. I thought it was like Chichi. It's a Chicante Xenos. No, a little horrible fish creature, which carries a Tau pulse rifle. He does. Yeah, it's never said that, but it's it's described as a pulse rifle. And he's also got. Uh, he's like Cipher. He's got two different like types of wildly different pistols. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, still hate her. Still hate her. The worst. She's the worst. Um. So they. Okay. So okay. So you're on Fomor three. An Inquisitor just rescued you. You have to leave. Um, how do you leave? Well, okay. So what you do is you drive through 50 miles. Whoa. Of, okay. First. First. You have to convince a lieutenant to give a super inspiring speech to right. everybody to stand and fight totally. and all the guardsmen that are waiting to get loaded onto ships. Right. He's like, no, guys, look, like, I need you to go give the speech. So this woman gets up, gives this speech, inspires all these guardsmen to, like, stand their ground. He's like... Dope. Jump in the Great. fucking chimera. Or it wasn't a chimera. Was it a salamander? It was like a, t- it, was, it was a salamander. You're right. Yeah. So they pop in the salamander and fucking book it across the field while all these guys get slaughtered, right? And the lead up to that was fucking so rough because it's like a line of people looking at the thing that can save them as like hell is 50 feet that way. 
Right. They're waiting in like a processional line to get in. Yep. And the, and the Inquisitor like cuts fucking, the line. I'm, yeah. He, he, he like emits an Inquisitor symbol above his head. Is like, great, I'm going to cut line now. All right, see it. All right, yeah, you get out of my way. And so, also, I love with that lieutenant, uh, the POV character, he says when she's giving her speech, he's already thinking of her in the past tense. She's yeah, already dead. She's already dead. <laughs> yep. Re- really love that line. Uh, and so, yeah, great. So, we're in the salamander. What do we have to do now? Okay, we have to drive through a bunch of miles of the worst thing ever. That's a Heldrake. That's okay. Great. That's 50 Heldrakes. Awesome. It's like bombardment and like all the shit. It's like the shipyard, right? Or this right. landing site. And most of the ships are destroyed. And an orbital battle is happening above. And you can see the ships in the orbital battle right. in the, like in the atmosphere. Cause yeah, they're, they're that so, low. They're so close. Yeah. You can also see the building sized ordnance falling on you. You right. get, you get to look at that. <laughs> that sucks. Uh, and so they drive through that. It's like, it describes a bunch of people like, okay, so they get hit by orbital ordinance and they just vaporize. You're just gone. Gone. It's like a hundred people at a time, wherever it lands. Uh, and so they make it to the fucking love this part. They, they make it to the Arvis lighter, the Arvis lighter, which is like the shittiest aircraft. Oh yeah. Impossible. Currently sold out in forge world. It's got like AV 11 on the front. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, bro. Fucking garbage. It's not good. It has no gun. Oh, it has like a multi-laser. You can buy oh, yeah, an that's right. auto cannon. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. AV-10 in the back. Just fuck that. Fucking shit. And so they get to it and it's full. Right. Right? God, I hope they didn't just find some way to trick themselves onto that transport instead of some deserving people. Well, well. well it turns out. <laughs> so, exactly that. So, and the commissar, it's full of scions and, and a commissar. Yep. And the commissar jumps out and he's like, I'm willing to give my life for you so the inquisitor can you know keep so you can keep doing the emperor's holy work and the inquisitor like that's great i'm gonna need you to pick three more guys (laughs) (laughs) i have friends yeah Uh, no that's exactly right that's what he says uh my dudes are also coming and the lieutenant is like dude do i really like that scion is worth like four of me he yeah Yeah. literally (laughs) like that dude is worth so much more than me uh, it, that's great. Get on the ship. He's dead. Uh, and, and the guy holds his eye contact the yeah. whole time as they take off. And he's like feeling so guilty. Well, imagine if you were like train your entire life to be the top human soldier that mankind can offer. Right. And you are about to be redeployed to a new mission to take care and do things. And then some asshole comes up and like, yeah, me and my three buddies are getting on the ship. You, you need to get off. You need to get off right now. Sorry, I would maintain eye contact that entire time. So, like, the science don't bitch or anything, though. No, like, they just get right off. The most that happens is the commissar points at a guy, and the guy points at himself like me. <laughs> no, you mean this guy? <laughs> oh, me? <laughs> Shit. That's the guy who holds the eye contact. Yeah, right. Like, he's not happy about it. And so, they're, they're he like, really thought that plan would work if he just pretended it. it was like, oh, you mean that guy, me? right? Yeah. You sure, me? So they're, they're lifting up, and he's holding Icon the entire time, and the lieutenant's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> but not really. And the, the, the Scion's only response is just to turn on his gun and right. just walk away. Yeah. Fucking love Scions. They're what so a, cool. That's so badass. Oh, and then they, so to escape the planet, right? right? They have to, like, break atmosphere, and they're, like, radioing yeah. the fleet, which is leaving. 
they all like all yeah. the all the ships are like out of atmosphere like they're battling their way to the mandeville yeah. point to get out of there they have to convince this battleship to re-enter atmosphere and meanwhile the arvis lighter is fighting a hell drink <laughs> <laughs> with its upgraded 10 point auto cannon took, no no it didn't have an auto cannon they took, didn't spend the points it took chaff launchers so that would have four plus against crew shaken <laughs> they couldn't afford the 10 points because of all of the characters they suddenly shoved in this transport hey did you take extra armor no no i didn't take extra armor. no bro Oh, I got this little fish alien and this fucking sergeant. Okay, so here's a question that I have. What's up? All right, so the Helldrake shoots up the Arvis lighter, right? Like, totally. To the point where it kills the pilot, mm-hmm. kills uh, some of the scions inside. Yeah. Yep. So this is, thing is perforated. Yeah. How does it? I don't know. Science. Yeah, okay, cool. All right. I assume it's because they're still in Atmo yeah. when they when get When they get up. on the ship. Like that's that's all, and I, I think got. that's the way it's described because they describe all the ships like you're being able to see them, and they're really low when they're fighting. And they leave, and then they leave. And but I think back. like the the inquisitorial, hey, get the fuck back here! You need to pick us up. They they kind of came back down to the fighting level to oh. kind of get that ship because the the whole Hell Drake slash Arvis glider crash landing into the the ship right um, makes me think it was you know like and we're talking. Anakin level crash into the ship. Hello in, there. Uh, no, we are not talking perfect landings <laughs> as needed. <laughs> oh man. All right. And then uh And that was Obi-Wan. You you fucking monster. Oh, that was not that. Anakin. No, it was Anakin in the first movie. Another in the battle from Naboo where he crashes into the shield generator ship in his little fighter. Another he, like, happy flies landing. In there. Does he say hello yeah. there? There, yeah. he doesn't say hello there. That was my thing. Hello there is Obi Wan's. Oh line. no, that's true. It is Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah, right. There we go. Uh, he says, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure he says. Now that's pod racing. I'll try <laughs> spinning. That's a good trick. <laughs> so <laughs> avenging son. Spinning. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Fantastic. that's what the Heldrick said. <laughs> yeah, well, it didn't work out for him. No, he got shot in the face. Yeah, he got shot in the face with a plasma gun. Yeah, also, that guy with the plasma gun. He I is very he's efficient. Very, he's very good at just like a normal plasma gun in forty k. He's very efficient. Very efficient. Five points. Fuck yeah. So uh, he kills the Heldrake by uh, turning on the stream and then cutting off the Heldrake's head with it, which I thought was fucking cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also love the way that they have to convince the ship to come back down. Because the the ship is like leaving, and right. and they get the message, and it's like, well, is it's from an inquisitor? And it's like, well, we'll verify it, and so this little old man comes out. Oh yeah, and with like an outdated servitor, <laughs> right? And like, they have to carry it up like in a stretcher or something yeah. like that, right? Like, they have to carry it. It's like a horrible glass cylinder that like you have to crank to turn on, and it takes like five minutes. And all the while, the coked up like shipmistress is just sitting there like. You need to hurt. Come on, you fucking. You need to hurry up. It's taking so long. I imagine it's the forty k equivalent of getting a telegram. <laughs> but also, save me. Stop. It's the equivalent of getting a telegram, while also being like, "This is the only way I have to verify you." I have right. made no effort to upgrade any <laughs> systems, but I'm going to be very mad that I have to use this system I have. Stop. <laughs> Please come get me stop right that's exactly that's exactly correct that's how it works uh i also like the scene uh the description of uh he messages the ship to provide covering fire so they can actually get in and the heldrake will stop like eating them or whatever right and it's described as flying through a horizontal rain 
but it's not rain. It's laser cannons. Yeah. <laughs> and they like can't maneuver because if they maneuver, they just fly into a fucking laser cannon. Right. Thought that was fun. Uh, as is as is tradition. Dude, I'm the best. I took first place at another tournament. First off, stop with the thunder and lightning. You don't impress me. And second, let me check out the BCP rankings. And I don't see you on there. What? Your TO needs to download the Best Coast Pairings app and run events on it. After the event, the results are uploaded into BCP rankings, and the best part, it's easy and free. But I play multiple game systems. No big deal. The BCP app can be used for any game. A ton of events every weekend are using it, from major international tournaments to local stores. And now that it's available on Android devices, you're going to have some serious competition. There can be only one. BCP Rankings is a fun and exciting way to measure how you or your team stack up. No matter what you play, your score goes to an overall ranking. Or compete to be the best in a game, a circuit, a region, or the world. Download the app or visit www.bestcoastpairings.com for more info. Best Coast Pairings. Are you the best? Oh, yeah. oh my god. That was... Oh man, that's some AD- ASMR was, right there. Some fucking good crisp. Yeah. Fucking Shit. Crisp. Bad. Yeah. As we return from my failed print, uh, yeah, the the Arvis Glider landed heroically. Um, Heldrake's head got sliced clean off by a plasma stream. In the soft embrace of a Heldrake. Fucking obliterated. <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin, you know, in Angel's arms, feeling in the background. Mm-hmm. Oh, my, that, yeah, yeah, that's that's good. That, yeah, let's pick that up. Yeah, nice yeah. job, dude. Jesus Christ. Uh, I also didn't talk about the agony beam that the, uh, the, the neck, that the neck, Oh man, that the uh, Arcmegos can shoot. He can just make his subordinates feel agony. I just wanted to bring that up. That's just oh yeah, for that's fun. pretty cool. Yeah, that, that's a for fun thing that he does. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it's like actual agony or like it's just like cringe? So like, uh, like he shoots him and he just like you remember? Yeah, you remember that one time when you've like wet yourself when you were four? Oof, bring up the old yeah, yeah, because that's emotional agony. He brings up the memories of you still having skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, the. Uh, Oh god, the cybernetica woman is basically fully formed still. Yeah, she still has most of her her human parts. She also has sick as fuck like cyber dogs. Right. That she sends I f- out. Yeah, I forgot about the cyber Super dogs. Fucking rad. Give me that in the Admet Codex, please. God fucking please. No, you get one Skatari character and all your guns are better. <sighs> you know what? Oh, man, those guns look real good. Anyway, sorry. Oh wait, I have something for this. <clears throat> Avenging Son. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so after the Heldrick gets fucking obliterated, uh, that's kind of the end of the chapter, I'm pretty sure. And then we're introduced to uh, one of the two scribe characters. Uh, I believe it's the uh, the Historator is who we're introduced after that. Oh, wait, who? The Historator character uh, with his old man friend. And he like writes down the histories and uh, people get really mad about that. So Gillum makes him. Oh yeah. 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 Um, yeah. The, like he's been hiding shit in his wall. Yeah. And this is a guy that's making like, sorry, this is on, this is back on earth. Right. 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 Or Tara, sorry. Tara. Oh my God. And mm. uh, yeah, my, my mixing my, your universes. I know. Right. Oh. Um, and like they persecute this guy mm-hmm. because he's like a dick. First of all, he makes decisions on what planets to send aid to. Like right. he has a super important job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but he lives in basically a, a like a one bedroom studio apartment. <laughs> or no, it's two bedrooms. It's, it's two rooms. Two rooms. It's one, one bedroom. Right. One of his job takes place in one of the rooms. Right. Yeah. And his servant also lives in that room. Yeah. Uh so yeah, these two characters, their job is to um sort and one of their jobs is to is to sort and stamp uh who gets aid and like they're receiving billions of messages a fucking day about like this planet needs help or the system right. is under attack, whatever. And the uh, this this guy's job is to like act on it. Like this this one is worth acting on. This one is not. Right. And he's just some shitty level, low level adept making like the mo- like deciding billions of lies or lives. Sure. Um, deciding their fate, which is like a, a stamp. And uh, he gets like that shitty brackish water to like when he wakes yeah, up. He like, gets one cup of it. Right. <laughs> Here's today's rations. Have it. It's fun. Fuck. Um. Uh, a big theme of this book with these characters is that uh, bureaucracy is cool and fun and you should do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From my, from you my get job, yourself a two room apartment, right? From my job, from my real life job, I totally understand and <laughs> empathize with that. Yeah. It's great. So bureaucracy is dope. Uh, at the end of the chapter, this guy gets, we see him do a missive one time. And so he gets this missive and he looks at the, uh, they're bring, brought to you by Scribum Errants, which uh, we'll get to later, but uh, he's like, he looks at the piece of paper and he's like, I have no idea what any of this means. I have no idea how to judge this at all. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, and then he looks at the date and he's like, oh, this is 50 years old. We're too fucking late. Yep. Throw it in the garbage. Uh, Send it to the incinatorium. Yeah. He has like absolutely no frame of reference of how to decide these things. Nope. At all. And yet that's it's just job. a hereditary job that he has. Right? right. He just inherited it. And like, so he goes to this dinner with mm-hmm. his buddies. Right. Um, and he says some super controversial stuff like <laughs> we should know things. Yeah. <laughs> like knowledge is good. It's good to know why we do our job and we could have just been poor or whatever. We could have been one of these lowly idiots and you guys are acting like big jack penises about it. Right. And they're like, oh no, we're chosen by the emperor. Like, and oh, and they're all like, let's never change. They're very much right. like the, uh, there's uh, two different doctrines right now. And this is happens in both this series but also happens in like the custode series that fucking awesome yeah that series is great too um what was the name of those ones uh watcher in the throne yeah yeah, watcher of the throne right right and so there's a faction of the imperium that's like no everything needs to stay the same all the time otherwise the imperium is fucked it's the static tendency and yeah there you go static tendency thank you one of the characters uh actually even says imperium eterna which is right exactly which is the same because i just read the second book again because i wanted to read so good yeah it was really good I wanted to read all the Minotaur scenes. Hell yeah. And uh, oh, they're assholes. <laughs> yeah, I, I the love worst. them so much. <laughs> um, but then like, yeah, they say Imperium Eterna, like, right? Which is like which that, is a, which that is a fun code time. word. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but, so they, they get real mad about that. Yeah, they get real upset. Uh, and so he... They le- are not happy. Sorry, you looked at me and I'm like, <laughs> I won't punch me. Time to contribute. Yes. For uh, once. Shit, fuck. Jesus Christ. He... Uh, so okay, so after I don't that, bring people on to coast off their achievements to talk. God damn! <laughs> Thanks for having us over to your house, John. Yeah, for sure, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> your your drinks were good. Too. Oh, they're so good. Uh, so he fucking calls him out. He busts his table over his knee and he does a backflip or whatever. I'm not super sure. Yep. Uh, and then he leaves and he's, and then he's like, "Oh man, all right, I just made a huge mistake. I'm gonna fucking die." You know what? Actually. It's going to be fine, right? It's going to be fine. Yeah, nobody's going to tell on me. It's going to be fine. By the time he gets back to his room. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he has to go to, like, this fucking feast. Yeah. They have, like, a feast. <laughs> Goddamn. 
So for for some reason, anyway, Olive Garden. He gets back to his room and he's like, you know what? It's, it's gonna be fine. Way worse than Olive Garden, dude. He presses Soylent Olive Garden. There you go. Yeah, Soylent Green are. Oh man, I can't talk. Um, he, we know. Oh yeah, you're right. He presses the the, <laughs> the open button, and there's just some this dude huge shitter. Just the biggest fucking dick for no reason. I like that guy. I know. He's yeah, the he's best. Great. Yeah. But he's a dick. He is a giant dick. Absolutely fucking loves his job. The biggest shit eating grin on his, on his face. And he walks in and he's like, man, you know, this book I'm reading that you wrote. Like his personal <laughs> journal he's got that he's, that this guy is hidden in the wall. This could get you into a lot of trouble. <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> Did you know Did this you book know? you hid in a wall after writing it is something you're not supposed to have? <laughs> I also love the goons in the back in the background the entire time he's talking to him, just fucking like busting up his room. For no reason, they're like not looking at anything. Yeah, they're they're just, just like shredding his mattress for breaking fun. Shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> fuck up his chair. He <laughs> only has one. He's not gonna get another one. Just break one leg off. The guy is like, "Come on, man! I didn't hide anything. <laughs> that was the only thing that I hid." And he's like, "Oh, cool, thanks." And he just throws his table at the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Danny. You with that chair thing? You're like, "Don't break it. Just make it annoying to use." Just gonna. Oh shit! It. Your door just opened. Oh, cool. We're being invaded. Hell yeah. The cool breeze is wonderful, though. It is, does feel good. Yeah, it feels great. No breeze. Sorry. All <laughs> Come right. on. Still work. Must work. Must. Anyway, so Talk. we're... Uh, uh, this guy is smashing up this room for fun and making his chair mildly inconvenient. For yeah, him, yeah. Right? He just broke like a third of one leg off. Right. So, so like, you can still or, sit on it? No, he just chops like one inch off of one of the legs so that it's constantly wobbling and super annoying. But he took all the coasters at the house. Oh, man, what a dick. Anyway, he's like, yeah, come on, we're going to the upper spire. He's like, what? Yeah, what, dude. What are you talking about? And then he just shoots him with a with the trank dart. <laughs> he just fucking stabs him in the neck or whatever. Yeah, get in, loser, we're going to the upper spire. <laughs> get in, loser. <laughs> And then he gets there and it's like, he's like overawed by everything. And like, he sees the Primarch, but doesn't bow because he's so shocked. Right. That was the thing that he was trying to write about. Right. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That was, he was like, I got, I got it. He's sitting in his room for literally 20 minutes. Like, man, I got to, got to write about that time. I saw the Primarch because I'm a little, little naughty heretic who writes histories or whatever. And I'm a historian. I remember the past so hard. Yeah. They want to know. He wants to, he wants to write about. What happened before the Imperium? Like, mm-hmm. right. like, and nobody else cares. Yeah, no one gives a shit. What's the kind of like? How did we get where we are? Yeah, that's a that's a question. Or here. like, what empires came before us, and how can we prevent our, us from like right. doing the same thing? They did? Jokes on him. Are you doing it? Every single person there is like, God, you're fucking stupid. You son oh. of a bitch. I know where this leads. I yeah. remember now. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he wakes up from the trank dart, and he like, you know, like, oh tired uh, oh it's Gulliman. oh it's the son of god oh my <laughs> <laughs> the modern equivalent of waking up and seeing like jesus just sitting in front of you like oh are you I'm finally awake i'm sitting jesus. in a room with the holy spirit jesus oh no also the father and the son and, and jesus does take his name in vain like personally that's one of his things yeah you can't say that i don't know can't say rebooty do that a and then he and then he pisses himself. Self-referential. Literally. Yeah, he makes yeah. he makes sure yeah. to do that. As one does. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's Gulliman. He's huge. He's like that would people. scare me. <laughs> Armor of Fate is not small. Have you seen the cover of No No Fear? He is like twice the size of those dudes. Oh, yeah. It's enormous. Uh, so he wakes up, and Gulliman is like, man, 
you need to get your head on straight because if you piss yourself again, I'm gonna be fucking pissed. This is a marble. <laughs> this is a limestone floor. Urine will degrade it. <laughs> Do you see that spot over there? That's from another scribe that pissed themselves. And you know what happened to him? Wink. Which is a constant l- reminder throughout yeah. the book. They keep talking about. Remember what happened to the last guy? You don't want to end up like him. Yeah, and they never say no. what happened to him. You don't want to end up like fucking Larry, do you? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck Larry. Um, also, the cover of No No Fear is some random ultramarine with what looks like lightning claws punching a word bearer. No. Oh, you're right. I'm thinking of Unremembered Empire. Mm. Unremembered Empire is mm-hmm. uh, Gulliman. He's with Sanguinius. He's so like holding his hand up. He's like in the parade, and there's two dudes next to Gulliman, and he's literally double the size of them. Crazy. It's all. So, yeah, so this guy gets shipped off with Gulliman right. uh, to go see the Primaris. Yeah, he's basically like, uh, I'm. He's do- a new Remembrancer. I'm doing Remembrancers again. Do you remember that? You don't. That's why we're doing this again. Right. That's that is the important. worst book cover I have ever seen. Wrong. What's that? Or Unremembered Empire. Nah, dude, there's way worse it's ones. There's way worse. There's Gulliman. Is that even Gulliman? It's a dude again. Looks like two lightning claws holding up. Sanguinis's arm, like yeah. champion. Look at this guy, look like a him. like a shitty hype well, man. Isn't No No Fear Gulliman punching off a word bearer's head in space? Yes, that is exactly what that uh, is. That's a fucking cool cover, dude. Mm. It's, it's sick mm. as shit. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's big opinions. Mm. Big opinions. Mm. I fucking mm. love mm. No No Fear. Mm. That book mm. is great. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no, I'm making us go. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That, 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 that was my fault. That was mine. I love breathing. Yeah. Mm. That was good. You were saying, God, was I? Yeah, you were. Fuck. So they go. So we've kind of retraced all of the storylines back to this this uh, yeah. point where we see the the primaris reveal, which is right. huge, right? Yeah, yeah. It's bigly, bigly important. Yeah. Uh, uh, God. So okay. So <clears throat> the Czar Quasar is really cool. <laughs> we did circle back to midway from the book. Yeah. After only two hours. Oh my god! <laughs> Hell yeah! So the Zarquasitor is uh, Cole's personal ship. We've mostly covered everything. We did. Yeah. yeah. We haven't talked about the shitty lady character who I don't care about at all. But other than that, we've covered everything. Which hey. lady character? The other scribe character. Hey, oh, who's Warhammer is not for you. Tara? You got me. What's up? The her adventures through the under like yeah. the the scri- like the scriborium or whatever. Yeah. Tara. Like, Let me just. I'll, I'll summarize. It was a shitty side plot that didn't really need to happen. Yeah, I don't care about that at all. It was. Yeah, and like it was super. It was like I guess it was interesting to see how decrepit everything is. I guess, but I already knew that there were some really cool scenes with like the. All the positions on Terra are hereditary. No one knows why they're doing anything. They're just right. doing it. Right. The the incineration clan was really cool. I like that scene. Yeah, they were cool. Um, they were like the smokers from Waterworld. But other than that, <laughs> finally a what? reference I understand. <laughs> I don't. There are whales in the in the paper. I don't know. No, no, dude. The smokers were the guys who had the Exxon Valdez. Oh, and they were like they had all the jet skis and stuff, cool. like because the incinerator guys had to wear all the masks hey, and right. stuff all the time. I'm, I'm just I'm pulling up the air horn just in advance. For yeah, this. that's fair. Okay, but <laughs> do you think that um in, in in if they were to remake Waterworld today, there would be ever given references? Yes, I do. I hope so. 
Like one of the lands would be every given land. Oh, Man. no, I know what it would be. They're going to remake Resident Evil 5. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and the boat that Wesker is on is going to be the oh, Ever Given. No. <laughs> yes. No. Yes, the Ever Given is Wesker's boat. All right, fuck. Wait, wait. There we no, go. Okay. One more thing. <laughs> fuck, okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> I was going to say, what if they remade Waterworld? Okay, with Kelsey. But Cameron. instead of... <laughs> Kevin Costner. <laughs> it was Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> You're not allowed to and do the, that. And the little girl. Know... <laughs> I'm sorry. Kelsey Grammer from the show. <laughs> You're not allowed to do that because you know what cracks me up every fucking time. <laughs> Great. Oh. <laughs> so there's a giant <laughs> asteroid. There is. Hell yeah, son. Yeah. Uh, and the, take us home. The big battle takes place there. Oh, uh, about this asteroid. Yeah. Right. The part where they describe where two fleets have tried to go after this asteroid. Mm, they just, but like it either one disappeared totally. Right. Yep. And the other one could never get closer to it because mm-hmm. it was always the same distance away from them. Right. Because it's yeah. in the warp. It's super like par- cool. partially in the warp. Right. Like the whole apparatus is like alive. And so cool. And they don't have, uh, what are the normal shields called? Void shields? Gala well, there's, shields. Well, there's right. void shields, right? But then Gala shields protect it from the warp. Right. So they don't have uh, void shields. They just have like the warp itself is protecting the ship. That's pretty dope. Yeah. So obviously every ground battle has to happen because it's 40K. Uh, so we have a big ground battle on the ship. Oh, also, God, yes. The Blood King is so fucking cool. Yes. It's, yeah. Uh, it's a ship that's been mentioned a couple times throughout the book. It shows up, it fucks everybody up, and they all have to flee from it. And this is the time where the Primaris Lieutenant and uh, a bunch of his dudes are going to go stop that ship. They're going to go do a Zone Mortalis game on the Hell ship. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's perfect. Fucking love Zone Mortalis. Um, so one of my favorite bits of co- of corn. Uh, demon lore specifically is comes from um we should do a zormer tells game for our crusade campaign dude oh hell yeah dude that should be like one phase where we all do that we'll print out some walls will be fine I fucking love to do that um so there's this guy in uh battlefleet gothic and he he's a corn worshiper who ascended to demonhood by uh becoming pi- a ship true uh <laughs> his, got him his uh he led his damaged ship <laughs> To defeat three other Imperial ships. You want skulls? You want blood? I'm going to become a goddamn cruiser. (laughs) So you're not wrong because when he defeats those... Corn-like ship girls. Yeah. Fucking confirmed. Yeah. Imagine collecting all these skulls, collecting all this blood, and like, Corn, reward me. You're a fucking light cruiser Perfect. It's what I've always wanted to never touch blood. I just wanted wings and an axe, you dick. (laughs) Can't even be like a battleship. I like No, dude. Yeah, light cruiser. Escort. Come on. (laughs) Actually, you're a sentry ship. (laughs) Oh, God. The layers of in jokes and fucking references to 30 year old specialist games in this episode. Why even live? Sorry. Good times. So uh, he defeats these two other ships and immediately ascends on the spot. Like, he doesn't do anything for it. Cornish is like, that was fucking awesome, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> and just ascends him on the spot into being this guy. Like, I don't know if it's the same character or whatever, but it's, it's the same <laughs> design. It's the same everything. Like, he's a, a big statue man in his ship. 
And the Primaris have a fight with him. I don't really care about that part. I care about the really cool, like, I what also he did to get there. love sure. the way you describe um, Korn as being, like, the agent from Entourage. Korn is a hype man. Of <laughs> just like, bro, that was fucking epic. We're gonna send you now. <laughs> that was the sickest shit. I've oh ever my god, seen. world star. Corn, I know. Corn, I know you're impaled on a on a rhino right now, but you need to get the fuck up because you are so sick, dude. God damn, <laughs> dude. You're, you're so I love you, about shirts. Like, I love you, bro. <laughs> I'll send you. You are the eightfold path. I love you so much. Here's here's a fox hat. That's bro, I threw. Bro, I threw him so hard he flew for fucking eight days. <laughs> but my, Your my, blood is now creatine. My son, God, he, my fucking son got uppity with me, so I threw him out the window. <laughs> His mom's such a days. bitch. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we covered that guy. Oh, yeah, we did. He's the worst. He traps you in combat. That's cool. He does. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. You just got to keep him eight inches beside your guys and eight inches or nine inches away from everyone else. Attack? That's not detrimental to you at all. <laughs> Give it probably plus, not. Plus one attack to everything. I mean, like you know, primaris marines with five attacks each are probably fine, right? No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, you yeah, keep yeah. it within range of your guys, oh. but further away from their guys. Why wouldn't I just you... charge? Never mind. But then how do you get trapped in combat? Anyway, I'm sad. Core uh, steroid. Yeah. So uh, the primaris lieutenant does a big dab, and then he kills that guy uh, as he like busts his way out of his ship. Like there's no one on his ship, which doesn't make any fucking sense. That's fine. Uh, so the dude busts his way out of being a statue, and he's like, I'm going to fucking kill all of you because I'm a big corn man. And the primary lieutenant's like, that's really cool. I'm going to power sword. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to hit you once. Do you see how many fucking attacks I have? Do you see my data sheet? <laughs> I took a relic today. You're like, this dude over Four here? base fucker. <laughs> this dude I over here? Ethereum sword. This dude's a fucking lieutenant. I'm reeling my ones, bitch. <laughs> no, you. he's not. Oh, but your buddies are. This buddy is. It's yeah. like this buddy here, yeah. This book came out before Core. That's oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's oh, true. Oh, that's yeah. true. Right. You're right. This yeah. was a pre-FAQ book. Right. So, Shit was real weird. <laughs> <laughs> so they do the big dab on the big corn man, which is fine. It was a cool, it was a fun scene. I really like the, uh, so they describe the Overlord ship a couple times throughout this book, mm-hmm. which is the Primaris flyer that hasn't come out. Hey, Forge World, get on that, please. Yeah, no kidding. I, I was, do not need a $3,000 Forge World model. <laughs> Come on, it's yeah, cool. Yeah, you do. It could oh. take up one whole shelf. Fair. We'll, we'll we'll end it in a sec, I promise. But going talking about ships, the mm-hmm. one that Goleman rides in on to... Oh, the eagle? The eagle one. Oh, the one that's shaped like the fucking it's Aquila? just the Aquila, but a <laughs> ship? It's the fucking, that's the most 40K thing ever. It's the fucking dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, I'm, yeah, but it's like... I hate it. Yeah. It's, it's, I like the land, how the landing gear are talents, It's like too. a bird. Yeah, because it's got feet. Yeah, it's actually got feet. Bro, oh, yeah. Feet. It's a big bird. Do you get it? Bro, it's Bro. gold. It's made of gold. It has two heads, two no, bridges. It's made of Aramite. The custodes gave it to him. Yeah. It's their gold. As a joke. They're like, we made it just the fucking Imperiums. <laughs> <laughs> We've got, got all these Orion. He has no idea what the second head means. <laughs> <laughs> all these stupid bird ships fuck you dude i'm glad we don't have to ride around in that thing anymore. <laughs> get that out of here jesus christ oh wait I, we do because we have to guard gulliman oh come on steve steve Please. and the bird ships oh colquan it's actually yeah. colquan because colquan is just a huge dick for no reason for fun dude he's weird he's very strange he's not like any of the custodians who are like calm and considered he's just a big bundle of rage yeah he's just a He's a cornstodian. They should have gotten oh. Val- Valerian. 
That would have been way more interesting. He can, yeah, he can only be in so many places at once, though. You I can't just know. be like, yeah, well, we need a cool custodian character. Yeah, let's just bring Valerian. I it's wish he had like, cooler rules, too. Let's, let's 15 jobs. something to do, you know? He was in that uh, other series, Nevrataran. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah let's do him. Dope. Yeah, yeah. that'd be fun. Uh, but no, he's cool, like, we workshopped a book. Hell, yeah. Uh, Pay anyway, SGW. Stupid bird thing aside, which I actually secretly love. Um so the final battle is taking place. The uh, Inquisitor character, his retinue, the main Marine guy who isn't the primary lieutenant, uh, and then the ship mistress are all in this, all in this yes. like big battle that's going yeah. on. Uh, they I'm l- really surprised the ship mistress was there. Me too. I she's also coked out, which is fun. Yeah, yeah. She does like like the space dust. Yeah, she <laughs> warp dust. Just fuck it. Just rip it, dude. <laughs> just rip it right in front of. Oh yeah, it'll be fine. She's like, where are we going? Uh, to the warp steroid. I'm going to go kill the warp myself. <laughs> I'm going to kill the stone in the warp. More powerful <laughs> than corn. All of her crew are like, oh, shit, we're really dead, aren't we're we? De- we're dead. Yeah, we're dead. We need to get her into rehab. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, so anyway. we go to the, the corn steroid. The corn steroid. Corner, uh, I like corneroid better. Uh, it's like a hemorrhoid. It doesn't respect the sound in the word, though, to be fair. Okay. Gotta respect this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Corneroid. So the main big battle is happening. Right, they're uh, fighting the Blood King. It's the final. It's the big time. They kill the Blood King. Yep. He's somewhere else. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. right. The Cornstroid. Um. Uh, there were some. There were some. Okay, so there was. It's a big battle, right? This is the one where the the Wordbearer Priest is that the one that was there are like? the eight um Dark Apostles. Dark Apostles. Bam! There we go. There are eight of them. Just kind of chilling, hmm. screaming at the warp. It's a weird number. Hmm, very strange. Well, so it's interesting that eight is both corn's number and also it's kind of chaos's number because right. of the eight pointed star. I've always thought that was strange. For yeah, sure, that's weird. I guess it's because he's generally usually ascendant. I don't he's know. he's usually the most powerful chaos god, right? So I don't know, but there are eight of them there. They're doing their big chance. Um, and uh, <laughs> one part that I really like uh, in the battle it's it's a it's a it's a good battle scene for sure, but like. Just battle scene. Uh, the standout part for me is where a corn berserker buries his axe in a Primaris chaplain's chest, and the yeah. and the Primaris chaplain's like, "That's great. Uh, I judge you now." And he just fucking pulls out a plasma pistol, sticks it in his face, just blows his head off. <sighs> Thought that was great. Fucking those three extra and then organs. He falls down because oh god, there's an axe in my chest. Right. Fuck. Well, it's that Belisarian furnace, man. He just turns him back on. He's fine. Yeah. I think yeah. he is actually fine at the end of the book. Yeah, I I'm think sure. He, I think he's alive. Like uh, Primaris Marines are the, the, the modems of right. 40Ks, turn them off and on again. Well, they're and, a two-stage boss. Right. They That's get, fair. Their health, yeah. their health bar refills. It does. And they get the more epic music. <laughs> <laughs> they get faster and stronger. and They unlock more moves in their moveset. Yeah. You got to dodge left. And there's a lot less like pause between their moves. Right. They flow yeah. into each other a lot more for sure. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to use that bow you just found, though. There's a reason you found that right before that boss oh. battle. Yeah. Is that why there was a boss? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So John's too lazy to use the button anymore. So like, so <laughs> oh, God, no, like no. I'm sorry. Allow me to. Um, yeah, you're right. I'm too lazy. To, yeah, yeah, you did it. You did it. Too lazy to use it now. It's over now. <laughs> it's all ogre. I, uh, I don't really remember the fight with the priests. It's just kind of a fight. I just, yeah. I just kind of remember like, yeah. It was a generic Chaos Imperium fight, right? The, the only important thing that happens is that the the fucking 
the Inquisitor, right? He right. like interrogates he, one of them, kind of. Well, he first he runs up with the football, right? He does a big touchdown. Oh, yeah, he's got the special device. Yeah, he that's right. He hits the big button, and then everyone loses their soul? Question mark. No, he just does a does what the Necrons do. He does like a yep. a big silence field. Uh, it's like uh, in uh, the it's um, Admech PA. That's the thing. That, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the thing that happens there happens here. Uh, and Engine War Two Point Yeah. Uh, like the ship mistress describes the experience of like she can physically feel her soul leaving her body, and it's it's like a that's horrible, discomforting. Yeah, not horrible nightmarish pain. Generally fun, but not this time. Um, <laughs> and so then he does a big dab because his thing is accomplished. Uh, and then I think we move into the final scene of the scribe lady, right? Like she's accomplishing her goal. Like yeah. she's finally getting to the place. Okay. So she's carried this missive. Okay. So she dropped a bunch of tarot cards on a uh, message and it sh- formed the shape of an eagle. It's yeah. like, man, I can't read, but that's fucking important. <laughs> yeah. Right. Man, I wish I could read. <laughs> it's just like me. One time I was writing this paper and like I stuck it on my desk and then I spilled a bag of Doritos on it. And the Doritos made the shape of a sun. Yeah. Oh. And, and that told me I needed to go boom, outside. Boom, all of a sudden you had your like law school pre-exam thing. <laughs> 80%. You just used the Cheeto dust to get your yeah, pen marks. Perfect. Write the answers in yeah. the Cheeto dust. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's how you they know your quality. Dur- First of all, they were fucking Doritos. Like, oh. holy shit, thank God Nacho we need public. <laughs> holy Doritos. shit, we need public defenders so bad. Thank you. Well, okay, well, first of all, you can guarantee I'm not going to be some fucking scumbag public defender. I'll tell you that right now. Awesome. Bird law. I know that joke. Yeah. So, of course. What? So, her, okay, so she sees the bird and she's like, man, I got to do it. I hope I don't become a public defender. God, I hope I don't help the needy and poor. Yeah, fuck, fuck those guys. Fuck them. I'm saying. <laughs> oh man, oh. I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm happy to help lots oh. of people that are in need. No, thank fuck, because I wouldn't need a public defender. I can't wait till I do crime through my church. Oh, anyway, anyway, so, anyway yeah, corn steroid. Yeah, she's like, I got to do a big quest. I got to do a big quest because the bird. I right. can't read though. Uh, and so she does a big quest, and at the end, yeah. of, uh, oh, so she's oh, still the can worst. I just say my favorite part of that scene Absolutely. was the stink river. Yes, the big stink river. The stink river. Or if you breathe it in, you die. You literally die from a from the stench. Anyone who's lived in a town where they make paper can attest to that being one hundred percent true. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even think of that. That's a hundred, but they don't even make the paper there, do they? Right. They don't. They just it, scrape it. Yeah, that's like the the waste disposals where they throw all the oh the, god please save us messages away into the, mm. into the fucking trash. Correct. Um, so she does her big quest. She makes it to the place where she has to go so she can deliver her message because, uh, like we said with the other scribe, he he decides so he goes to her. Except in the beginning of the fucking book, he got kidnapped and is no longer there. So her entire quest is pointless, and then she cries, and that's the end of the book. Yes. <laughs> that's the Imperium. <clears throat> so that part is cool. I like that's just too much build up though. I, it's just too much for like, nothing. Right. It's right. just it's just too much. 
And her missive was about the zones of silence. It was about where the yep. Necrons are. Yeah. Which, cool. Like, that's a fun tie-in. But, like, it's just so Is much... that in the second book? I, I want to help... No. I want to hope they that it, it. it builds into future books. <laughs> so, like, there's a bunch of... Like, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. looking into, like, our... our um, This is kind of like the 40K Horus Heresy analogy, right? Yeah. There's a ton of stuff in the earlier books that they build onto right. and they make stories out of. And I think that might just be one of the things because I do think there's going to be some Necron stuff coming. Totally. So in the second book, they a, a marine character is talking to another marine character, and he's like, "Oh, did you serve in the zone of silence?" And he's like, "I'm fucking alive. No, <laughs> did you serve in the zone of silence, bro? I'm still functionally eleven because I was kidnapped as a child. Oh, sorry, I have no knowledge of how social cues work. My bad. Yeah, <laughs> do a robot over here. But you're a stinky doo doo head. I'm gonna stare into your eyes because I don't get social cues." Can you see it through my helmet? That's fair. Fuck. Hey, so in a very roundabout way, um, we talked about a lot of stuff here, um, but generally we talked about uh, Avenging Sun, yeah. um, the Dawn of Fire book. True. Um, it is an amazing book. I thought it was quite good. Um, yeah, it's and a good it's, book. It's a great jumping on point for kind of the the, the new history of 40K. Yeah, and if you want to get, yeah, exactly. If you want to get caught up with what's happening in the Imperium today, it's a good setting novel for that. Totally. Right. Or if you have someone who's like, hey, I don't really know what's going on with 40K, where should I start? And if they want to start with current 40K, they should start here. Yeah. Or they can start with Caiaphas Kane, which is... Right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I feel like this is a great Gemini. I mean, Dark Imperium, unfortunately, is now left in the wayside, which is a shame because there was Dark Imperium, there's Plague War. Right. It's now the, completely after this book. It's also a couple stuff is just wrong. Yeah. A couple stuff in this book is also just wrong. Like the um, Gulliman did not have the Emperor's sword when he went into stasis. That's just not a thing. No. No. Oh, yeah, they did say that. There's a couple, I thought that was weird. That's there's a couple of weird retcons, and, and the thing I think that worries me the most about this book, like, I, I really enjoyed this book. I love the characters. I, like, I love the stories. The Inquisitor's great. The yeah, the, the Corn Asteroid, like, like the, the way they unveil the Primaris and, and justify the Primaris is even better. But what worries me is how easily they're retconning things that are not even two years old. Well, yeah, that's fair. That is fair. Uh, it's, <laughs> man, I'm worried about like some of the implications of this book, like where they talk about maybe it wasn't the emperor's intention to have the legions fight by themselves. Totally, I, right. I completely skipped talking about that. Where it's uh, so okay, so they state that all of the flaws and like benefits of being a marine is like in the gene seed. Like iron hands are the way they are because they're like insane because of their gene seed. Blood angels are fucking pissed off because they're gene seed. The blood, like the black rage and red thirst, isn't a fault. It's in there by design. Right, right. Which is which, cool. which kind of like builds into the heresy stuff they started saying, where like Malkador was like, "Yeah, you guys are always meant to turn on each other." So that's uh, so the by design thing is totally confirmed because when Korax makes the Raptor Marines, uh, he like the Emperor gives him a bunch of knowledge, and he makes Marines that are Marines in a single day mm -hmm. and are infinitely better than even Primaris Marines. Like he just removed the restrictions to being Marines, like their slow um, recruitment rates, the having to grow all of their organs inside their bodies, the high rejection rate. Yeah. All of that is on purpose, which is a fun idea. Just a, just a slow 
like the ability of them to to build a military right like, effectively and yeah. like and the thing i was referencing specifically was that <clears throat> the marines weren't meant to like fight together as a legion of all the same marines right yeah right. and like they oh, were yeah, meant yeah, to yeah. kind of be broken into units where the e- that like contains maybe a member of each of each legion right because they all have beneficial traits when combined yeah death yeah. watch is the true way that army's fucking sick and so uh, one more thing is alpha primus supposed to be an alpharius clone i think he is 100 percent cole's attempt to make a primark yeah oh for sure that right? right but like he says that his name is a joke Oh, okay, totally right. I didn't <laughs> like connect a words. I didn't connect that at all. <laughs> Is Alpha Primus just an imprisoned Alpharius? Oh, oh, Alpha Primus? Yeah, Alpha Alpharius? Alpha? I mean, Alpharius? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We're all Alpharius. <laughs> um, buy the book. It's great. We it's love good. it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Fun. Um, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back with a couple of quick questions for Taylor because now we're at the two-hour mark. Oh. Um, but then we will uh, let you guys go because fuck, who's even listening at this point? <laughs> yeah, what a fucking trooper of yourself. Earl Hagen was a legend. In 1960, he whistled his way into Hollywood and into our hearts. Decades later, he made a comeback, lending those lustrous lips in the 1980s to such bands as the Scorpions, Guns N' Roses, and Pat Benatar. A half century after his humble beginnings, he's at it again. This time without cumbersome musical accompaniment, he'll have you wetting your whistle and whistling along. His new album, Earl Whistles Disney, is sure to be a hit with all generations. Order now and receive a bonus album, Earl Whistles More Shit a collection of previously unreleased material of Earl's favorite songs through the years. On this bonus album, he demonstrates his newly mastered technique of inward whistling. Order yours today on compact disc or double-length cassette. Also available at fine retailers such as Walgreens, CBS, and participating Sam Goody stores. Earl Whistles Disney. Buy it today. Man, I love that commercial. And also our most recent patrons love that commercial too, so we will keep playing it. Hell yeah. Um, if you do not want us to play this uh, most recent uh, whistling commercial, uh, go to our Patreon. Give us money. Tell us not to play it. Yeah, subscribe to our Stop the Whistling ad tier. Yeah. As soon as we get... <laughs> now I have to add another joke 50 tier. 50 members at $50 a month, we will stop God, playing the whistling God tier. Damn. So I, I'm going to put that tier in. Bro, but also it. the last time I put a tier in, like a joke tier... Someone actually subscribed, and I had to message me like, "What the hell are you doing? Why just, are you subscribing to this?" I just want to tell you straight up that yeah. we will not be giving you anything special for just subscribing to said tier. No, because especially because we promised the last person that, and we are still to yet to deliver. Oh Jesus Christ! Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck! Hell yeah! We're so sorry. Oh fuck! But also, thank you. That's what I'm talking about. Um, Danny, you asked uh, some of. Uh, speaking of patrons, you asked some of our patrons. Uh, some questions. Pretty last minute. But it was we pretty got a last minute. Responses. We got a couple. Uh, whereabouts did you put that? Because I'm having trouble finding those. Oh, I put it in the uh, podcast ideas. Section. Oh, amazing! Oh. Thank you. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, so we do have two, uh, which is great. Thank you for your 30 minutes of notice to ask specific questions. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the first one we have here. Um, <clears throat> I apologize. 
since I've been out of the loop for a while. Have you guys done AdMech Codex? Done an AdMech Codex want to see your slash guess yet? Oh, so like like if oh we things we want to see? Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> as, as someone who is yeah, a man. large AdMech fan, yeah, go go right on ahead. Yeah, uh, Taylor. Okay, so there's a couple things I want. Uh, I want the infiltrators to be really cool, basically. Yeah. Uh, I want all, all the Sakarans, right? Like the Rustockers, yep. infiltrators. Yeah, yeah. Man, those the Rustocker models are one of the things that convinced mm-hmm. me to play the, the game in that army. They are mm, mm, excellent. Uh, mm-hmm. I want infiltrators to have a good aura. It doesn't need to be its old aura, which was completely insane, which was uh, minus one weapon skill, ballistic skill, leadership, attack, and movement when you're within six inches of them. They're by far one of my favorite units from the fluff, and I would love to see them be better. They are so fucking cool. They're, they are awesome. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah. They are infiltrate they uh, they actually just walk at you while screaming right and you're like oh this sucks oh my <laughs> eyes are fucking exploding no um i'd like to see the army less crazy on the auras probably don't sure. need like reroll all hits with exploding sixes with this kind of it's the exploding sixes thing i think that i hope that warlord trait goes away yeah. this uh kind of rolls into what i want to see i want to see very restricted uses of the core keyword yeah, core is a super be fun. So I, I want to see like I don't want Catafrons to have core. Okay. Oh, okay, I would sure, disagree sure. with that. They should definitely have core. Um, I don't want. Oh, are you talking about Castellan robots? Yeah, I right. don't want to see them with core. Yeah, I agree definitely with that. not. Certainly. No, I want to. See, I want to see like the breachers um, or the destroyers with core. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I want. Them and like, because so, like they have great guns, they have like right. all of these benefits. Yeah. And I think really restricting what gets rerolls is what's going to make that army yeah, they, balanced. Because if you give all of these units core, then fuck. I mean, the problem is still the same with that mech. The, I want yeah. the army to like play the game instead of, hey, this is a bad matchup for you, so I'm going to delete you off the board in two turns. Nothing you can really do about that one. Oh, it's a bad matchup for me? Great, yeah. I concede. Um, Because they just can't win the bad ones, but they auto-win the good ones. That yeah. sucks. I want them to play the game a lot more. I want them to have a lot of weird tricks. They're like the dark Eldar, in my opinion, of the Imperium. They have a lot of high tech. They do a lot of mm. weird stuff. They're real weird about a bunch of things. So I want them to have a bunch of teleports or just weird stuff to interact with the way that people do stuff. Not necessarily like big damage, but like, man, I can make your unit whatever, you know, lose yeah. off sec. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, well, and I'd like them to be a little bit more well-rounded than they are currently. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Like, like make their assault units good. Make their shooting Please. units good. Right. Like, I think those are all important. And, like, good on their own. Like, not necessarily having to have a tech priest babysit every single thing all the time. Right. Oh, tech priest, great. Uh, make tech priests do something interesting. Yeah. Um, like. Uh, make they, an engine seer do something. Di- like, not, right. that's not just healing. Like, oh, you just copy-pasted this straight up from the ad- from the guard book. Great. I'll take it. He's 35 points, though. So, great. I'll take it. That sucks. Yeah. The data smith, I would really like to see the data smith be an HQ choice and actually do something else. I think right. that would be really cool too. He, yeah. yeah, I, I 100% agree. Uh, I just want my units to do more. Uh, yeah. It's very static and not, I just want more, you know? Yeah, yeah. for sure. And I well, think you're going to get more out of the codex. Totally. I'm looking forward to some interesting stratagems too. Mm-hmm. Um, the especially relics. for, yeah, and the, oh my God. The new relics and warlord traits, like already I know, because it doesn't matter what they do. Anything they do is going to be better than what they have. Yeah. They have they blow. Just don't even, like, who cares? Don't even take them. Well, Whatever. I am also super excited to uh, have to sit in between you two during an Admax Codex, uh, the Admax Codex. Hell review. yeah, dude. <laughs> so fucking excited for that book. Like, just literally having to just point boners away from the goddamn book. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> anyway, um, 
What is Taylor's favorite 40K book slash story and oh. why? Okay. I have a couple. Uh, no, you get one. Damn it. It says favorite, it's not, not just range of stories you of enjoy. I want to say mine. You can have one book and one story. Yeah, and that's I, it. I'm going to say mine just okay. to kind of give you time here. Um, the Doom Rider short story where the white scar guy cuts oh his head God. off and puts it in the bike. Uh, yeah, puts it really? in the box. I love that short story because it's, it's so fucking dumb. Is that uh, Hunt for Valdoris? Is that what that one is? No, that's a different one. No, it's just like a little short story. And the whole thing is like it's like a fucking farm vehicle that drives along and just processes all the wheat. All the wheat is being processed together. Okay. Uh, and Doom Rider is like, I fucking hate wheat. Hate wheat. <laughs> just get in there. <laughs> and then that's actually sucks. in his code like, century. Fuck agriculture. And then some like white scar guy comes along and like cuts his head off. It's really anti-union. Grabs his head, puts it in a box and like, you're a relic now. Oh, okay. So that's why he doesn't reanimate. It's because he's a relic after really hating on farming when he shouldn't. We that's just, why I love that. Let's all do this delicious. This yeah, is yeah. great. Good. Go. go. Oh, there you go. Uh, so, okay, so if I have to pick one, it's going to be Saturnine. Um, oh, that's really good. Yeah. So good. Uh, book four, I believe, of the Siege of Terror series? Three. Three. No, because, yeah, Lost and Damned is two. Solar War, Lost Solar and War Damned. Solar War is one, and Saturnine is three. Great. Mortis is four. Okay, cool. So, yeah, Saturnine. Um, it, it's, it's all of the things I love in 40K combined into mm-hmm. one. Uh, mm-hmm. You finally get to see Genetic Kroll do something. And she is the best. She's the best character in that book by a mile. Um, you get to see the legend of uh, Olenius Pius being born. You get to see how that happens. You see the struggle of like being a regular person in a galaxy of monsters, which is my favorite theme from 40K. You also get to see how being a demon changes you or being infused or influenced by a demon. Right. Um, the battle of uh, the gate, uh, not not the Eternity Gate yet, but the Spaceport mm-hmm. is some of the best 40k writing that exists, especially for battles, bar none, um, easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love Genetic Roll. I cannot express how much I love the Sisters of Silence. I think they're the coolest Imperium faction, like with yeah. without a doubt. Um, we will say Saturday Night was so good. Yeah, they had to rewrite Mortis. I did hear that they had to rewrite Mortis. Uh, that's how good I, this I wonder, book is. I wonder how bad Mortis was. Oh, no. God, please release the fucking Snyder Cut of Mortis. I Mortis want to read the original. Didn't Mortis come out yesterday? Oh, it did. It came out, it it did. Came out really recently. God, gonna get a fucking audible. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Danny, you know I'm going to switch to you because I see you frantically scrolling on your phone. Oh, yeah. What is your favorite 40K story? I, why can't I? Which, by the way, technically... Taylor's favorite 40k story is a 30k story. Oh, oh man. Oh, I can give my favorite 40k one. Then. Okay, go, go, go. Yeah, he's, he's scrolling. You're good. Great. My favorite 40k one is uh, Bloodlines. The most recent, not the most recent, the, the first. The crime one, right? Yes. The yeah, first yeah. Warhammer crime book is. Was it arson? Uh, it was not arson. Oh, fuck. Well, oh. arson did happen, but. It was, was it misdemeanor theft? Uh, sometimes. Oh fuck! Don't um, ruin it. You're gonna. Spoil <laughs> there's it? more than one crime in this book. Really? All right, I'll read it. Adrenochrome. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Danny. You'll understand if you Danny. read the book. Okay. Okay. Uh, that book is excellent. That book is a ground level view of just a cop in what's like to be a cop in 40k. And the, the I'm gonna guess it fucking sucks. It fucking sucks. 
the the planet they're on is a little bit futuristic, not a lot. It's like a Dan Abnett planet, basically. Yeah, but like, okay, there's a really good view of being in, like an Arbides right. in the second Ravener book. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, and that's like, to me, that's like baseline good Arbides book where it's, like that woman is like yeah. a cop. It's from, fucking awesome. Yeah, it's fucking good. It's a lot like that, uh, but the whole story is about like what they do day to day. It's really good. That's fair. Mine is Necropolis. That's my favorite book. Oh, cool. The uh, third Gone's Ghost book when the in the siege scenario where they're mm-hmm. in Vervoon Hive or whatever. That's the, that's the coolest book in my book. Like that was, I remember when I read that, I was like, oh my God, this was so amazing. Like in almost every way. They're like the weird 40K stuff, like these regular dudes trying to fight against like these giant, like crazy chaos robots and like, all the different regiments working together oh, yeah. and all the intrigue of like yeah. the hive, like interfering in their processes and stuff like that. You yeah. would like honor bound the Severina rain book. Oh yeah. I read that. That was good. Yeah. Fucking love that book. It was a good book. I haven't met anyone else who read that book. The book's awesome. Yeah. It, it, it was, it was really solid. The, the, I mean, okay. First of all, it did feel a little bit like the author ripped off the Tanith a bit for like I mean, the fair. regimental stuff. Right. Like, but it was like Sever- rain was dope. Fucking love that book. And she, yeah. So it was good. It was good. I need to paint her model. I will say the Same. only reason that Doom Rider book is my favorite is because they have motorcycle noises uh, oh, throughout the audio so Then it's not a book. It's, it's an it's, audio it's story. A drama. It's an audio drama. It's audio drama. It's all that matters. Um, guys, we're 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 super long. Okay. Um, and super hard. That, that, that's no. okay. None of those are actually true. No, that's true. Um. Danny, what, we're going to wrap up just now. I'm not even going to play an ad. I'm not going to even let people complain that the Primaris ad is out of date because of Damn. rules. Nice. Um, anything you want to add before we wrap up here? When you have a chance, maybe listen to some of the other podcasts in the Rogue Trader Network. Hell yeah. Remember Hell that yeah. plug for the Rogue Trader Network. <laughs> Newest member, Seth the Mad Dog. I'm going to take that as a new member and not an existing one. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, is he different than, is that different than That is that's differential. So yeah, Dangly Boys is a podcast. Seth the Mad Doc it has his a YouTube, YouTube channel. channel oh. um, yeah, where so he talks exclusively about orc tactics. Hopefully someday, how to beat orcs. Uh, I would be really thankful if he taught me how to do that. Dude, he's kicked my butt the last couple of times. We've played, so. <laughs> he is a very good orc player. He is. Um, who has a great YouTube channel. Also, um, uh, the High Lords Terra uh, with yep. some regular content. And Zed 40 Cabal or Shabal uh, taking a little bit of a break, um, but they will be back soon with some of some amazing content. Heck yeah. Check out Mark Buttle's blog about his Eldar or, or yeah. his Mystery Army that he's yeah. making. Yeah. Cool. And um, he has a, a painting blog now too, right? Well, what's that's, the name yeah, that's of that what there? I'm talking about. Yeah. For the he's making like a chapter of Space Marines. Yeah. Because he's been collecting all these Space Marines like secondhand. And so I think secondhand. And he's like, repainting and, and bringing them all up to the same chapter, which, which you cool. know in Australia or New Zealand is like $13,000 a Marine. You know that, yeah, you know that that guy's got cash. Yeah. Right? That's cash like, that's like money. It's Hell yeah. Too. Yeah, it's not good. Hey, Taylor, yeah, uh, what do you want to plug? I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, can I plug Bob Rules? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, you can. That's, that's my time, favorite podcast. Every time you have a chance. That's cool. my favorite podcast. I have to edit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, it's pretty cool. I like those guys a lot. Yeah, uh, isn't pretty cool. I better I than Sigmar and Chill then. Oh yeah, man, that was a great two episodes I did before I got bored in Nahant. Uh, <laughs> and I then have that army now. yeah, and then yeah, just for me, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks. I'm assuming at this point, looking at the schedule, we're gonna be talking about Admac. Um, I hope so. God, oh, maybe. Yeah. God, fingers crossed. If not, 
If you're still listening at this point, you've listened to us for a long time, so you know we can fill air really quality-wise. Um, so we will continue to fill air. You're looking at me very strange. We're doing that right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, for sure. Anyway, for Mob Rules, I've been John. Mm-hmm. Danny. I've been Taylor. We'll see you next time. Oh, yeah.